0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back into the trap draw i hope the year of reaping is going well for everybody we have a ball knowers episode of course the nfl season just concluded uh this past weekend we have wild card weekend coming up great slate and speaking of a great slate i'm joined by uh, my council of ball knowers let's go around the horn here tc good morning good afternoon whatever it may be how are you today
1: I'm great. Thank you. Thank you, Balnoa Randy. Uh, great. I'm excited to, to reap some of the bad takes and some of the good takes that I sowed in uh, 2023. Yeah, I hear you there. We, uh,
0: we're going to apologize for some stuff, I think. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Kevin Van Valkenberg from somewhere outside of Baltimore, Maryland. KBV. Hello, sir. Thank you, Balnoa Randy. I am excited to be here. I am thrilled to bring us full
2: circle in this season. We talked. Early on, about putting our name on some stuff, owning some takes. Thank you, Mr. TC, Ball Knower TC, for, for making us stand for something this year. We, we've had this, is, I think it's our fourth Ball Knowers episode. The Trapezoids are very excited, I'm sure, for our next guest. Uh, he's been just <laughs> killing takes all year. Randy, I'm going to let you introduce him because he oh, has no equal.
0: That's very nice of you. It's Mr. Poosh, Micah Pushel. You may know him as the frontman for the band iration check them out but he is a ball knower he's a supreme ball knower mr poosh welcome to the show how are you thank you ball
3: knower randy greetings all the ball knowers uh pleasure to be here once again on your
0: show thanks absolutely uh tc we um we're gonna do a nest ad today is that right
1: we are we are you know we're gonna keep this one tight we, you know, we told some of our sponsors, hey, you know what? In, in honor of Brandel Chambly, we're not going to do any ads except for a house ad tonight, today. And that's that's for the Nest. We want to just sign up for the Nest, people. We're, we're, we're going to take it to the next level this year. If you're a ball knower, if you're not a ball knower, we're, I think we've even talked about doing ball knower t-shirts that you have to apply for, but you have to be a member of the Nest uh, as part of the application process as well. But we're going to have plenty of custom content this year. Nest gifts are shipping out uh, in the in the coming days, and uh, you know we we've got a great uh, January Nest episode podcast episode coming up here in the in the coming weeks as well. So go to no laying slash nest and check it out. I would Tons highly of recommend. benefits
2: there. Tons of benefits. We're gonna have exclusive writing this year, exclusive video stuff. We're gonna do some like AMAs. Ask me anything inside the nest. And I'll tell you it all.
0: That's right good sell I would point them I, you, you certainly can go to no laying up.com slash nest uh, if you are not a member though I would point you to no laying up.com slash join you can okay. see all <laughs> the benefits uh, what you guys mentioned exclusive content that includes a monthly member podcast fifteen uh, percent off every purchase in the pro shop full access to the refuge which is our message board and a lot of other cool stuff so folks can check that out get involved great way to you know depending on how deep you want to go into the nest it's it can be a great way to actually meet people in real life and play golf and who knows you might make a friend or two so yeah thank you to us thank you to the nest thank you to all our current nest members we very much appreciate the support all right gentlemen kvv as has been in our last three episodes this year i would like you to assume hosting duties. so i am graciously going to turn that over to you now at this point thank you mr balnor randy i'd love to to be the host here the jimmy kimmel if
2: you will of this just kind (laughs) of serve it up to you guys and let you tell some some stories offer some takes uh all right guys this is our fourth episode of this year we we've we've said some things we've regretted some things uh but i want to start with a positive what was your favorite moment of the nfl season this year pc i'm going to go to you first i think on this one actually
1: My unequivocally, my favorite moment of the season (laughs) was when Coach Fluce up in Chicago refused to say, like he said, uh, Justin Fields was doubtful and Mm -hmm. and basically kept saying that he was out, but refused to actually, he was like, yeah, he's doubtful, but he's not going to (laughs) play. But, all right, so he's out. No, he's doubtful. No, no, he's doubtful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that whole exchange just made my day. And then continuing on with that, Andy Johnson, uh, our dear friend. I would, I would even say, I think Andy has some ball noer tendencies, mm. um, but he's also got some, some red flags there with some of the mm-hmm. Justin Fields Bears takes. He sent me an a article off of Bears.com about Kevin Warren and just uh, his, his kind of day-to-day on a game day. And it was one of the most insane things I've ever read. So that like the bears just provided a lot of joy this year.
2: Love that. Uh,
3: Mr. Poosh, let's come to you. What is
2: your favorite moment of the NFL season this year?
3: I think my favorite moment of, of the season actually happened this past weekend. Um, when your boy, Jameis, Jameis Winston mm. t- said we were in quote <laughs> victory formation, which means, <laughs> We're going to do whatever we want to get that victory <laughs> over over the Falcons and went ahead and just ran the ball to Jamal Williams against the coach's <laughs> orders to score. Against DA. Against DA. And then had Art Smith absolutely lose his shit for running onto the field going, what the F are you doing? What the F are you doing? Like, And Den- Dennis Allen just going, I understand that. I understand that. Repeat <laughs> <laughs> And then he got Davis fired moved. like three hours later. So it was like the greatest chain reaction of, of things that just happened right in a row um and you know that i'm not the biggest art smith supporter after what he did to be rookie year and, and concurrently my rook my uh, fantasy season so uh yeah that was it for me well i would that, say uh, also
1: just j it's not like Jameis had some some ill will towards da uh you know da's kind of minimized him marginalized him over the last couple of years, and and you know this was Jameis's way of getting back at him a little bit. Jameis did say,
2: I think we should emphasize this: it was a team decision. The team yeah. decided this. Now, yeah. you know, he was took great umbrage with the reporter suggesting that uh, Jameis went rogue on this.
3: And respectfully, I'm just respectfully <laughs> telling you, it was a team decision, uh, which I loved. I love uh, that he just sh- he took victory formation as kind of like an open, like
0: you know, <laughs> just an open
3: ended, like you do whatever you want. It's a victory.
0: Who was uh, there? Was there was a great story. God, this was a while ago. I think it was a college coach. TC. This used to be one of our favorites, but it was about was it Charlie Weiss? Maybe uh, was it, it a Notre Dame backup? He sent in at the end of the game, total victory formation situation, and uh, I think either on the sideline or through the headset, he was like, "Hey man, uh, we're we're gonna throw it deep." you know, we're we're gonna chuck it. And the quarterback was like, What? Really? And he was like, fuck no, take a goddamn knee. This game's <laughs> over. Uh that always tickled me. I can I can picture Jameis. Charlie Weiss,
1: uh, uh you know, purported to be a ball knower hmm. and then it was turned was out just not. Decided what?
2: schematic advantage was not. Uh, yeah, so he much. had that going for a little bit. I always love that I always love the fact that uh he stepped in that with a 60 minutes interview. Not too many coaches uh <laughs> basically like put that put something on their football tombstone by going on 60 minutes and telling something to Steve Croft. Uh I will Mr. say
1: Charlie Big, Weiss's son, potential ball knower though. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh Mr. Big, I know this was a, a bit of a, a glum season for
0: your hometown Bengals, but uh, sure.
2: Tell me, did you have a favorite moment of this year?
0: I, I did, guys. And it was hard. I, I have three that really stick out. It was hard to whittle it down to one, but they all involve the NFL refs. I, I think, you know, one of my favorite things every week is seeing how the refs are going to impact and affect the games, which in turn impact the standings and the playoff picture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, honorable mention to our guy, I think KVV, or I apologize, maybe Tron or Ball Noah Poosh, you guys tipped me off the Jair Alexander coin flip fiasco in Green Bay, uh, where he went rogue and went out for the coin toss and then proceeded to say, We want a kick. We want a kick, meaning we actually want the ball in the second half. He didn't realize, you know, you got to say you defer. In the first half so the refs talked him out of potentially having to kick both halves which was which was great of course the recent detroit dallas ending with uh you know the tackle eligible brouhaha and the ref brad allen saying one thing and dan campbell and the lions saying another thing but guys my winner my winner going back to week 14 arrowhead stadium and watching the Kansas City Chiefs suffer, suffer at the hands of the NFL officials when they had the the, the mm. gall to call Kadarius Tony lining up offsides, which negated, of course, a highlight touchdown play from Travis Kelsey. Um, just I, I just I oozed pleasure and enjoyment out of seeing Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid uh, not get a call to go their way for once in the last. What has seeming five six years whatever it's been? So that was my moment of the year,
3: and the um, meltdown that followed was epic.
0: Mom's Just whining, little children. Mom's whining and
2: bitching to Josh Allen in the post game
3: about it. What worst, it call, and, worst call, worst yeah, call, worst call ever. <laughs> like, God, yeah, that
1: Just was
0: enjoyable. Get over yourself,
1: Randy. I will say the the Jair Alexander post game interview after that went like that was one of the most insane, like unself aware interviews I think <laughs> I've ever seen. He seemed like he was
2: stoned the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He seemed like. Uh don't want to libel Mr. Alexander there. Uh guys, I guess I would just say my favorite moment of the year, and I don't mean this towards the man, but early, like the very first week of the season, before anything had kicked off, I everyone was the Jets were like, you know, just hyping themselves up. They're doing the <laughs> the stuff on the hard knocks, and, and everybody was up in my kind of grill when I sort of said essentially. You know, like the Jets season, it could implode. Like you just never know with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man, I had a bunch of people in my mentions being like, you know, ha ha, can't wait till like we're 12 and four. We're going to dunk all over you. Not 30 seconds into the season, the whole thing came unraveled uh, with Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. After
1: he ran out with the American. That was the other part. (laughs) Yeah, 9 11. uh,
2: The Mr., like, I'm not asking Deshaun Kaiser all those years ago if he thought 9-11 was an inside job, allegedly, was leading the charge uh, on 9-11 to to honor America, and then all of a sudden, uh, things went went very bad, and have kind of gone bad for Aaron ever since. Somehow, he managed to keep himself in the news the entire year, uh, including, uh, you know, perhaps potentially embroiling himself in a lawsuit with my old company. Uh, We'll see. As we are recording this right now, he is sharpening his knives. It seems to be on McAfee today. So who knows by the time this comes out what uh, that will bring. He had some Uh, quotes
1: yesterday about, uh, you know, wanting to uh, not be, you know, not be the center of attention. Wanted to be the, you know, like uh, there's been way too much circus BS Hmm. going on. It's like, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? TC
3: uh, the TC sent in a, in the stream. He sent the the article that said the jet the Jets need to cut out all the BS in, in 2024. And then he followed it with the Tim Robinson in the hot yeah. dog, hot a dog, true. Outfit gift. That really that
2: true in used. real life. We have to yeah. find the
3: guys who did this
1: situation. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, you know, I think Garrett Wilson seems like a real one up there. Sauce seems like a real one. I almost mm. feel like you know, if I'm those Brees guys. Qu- Quentin yeah. and
3: Williams, real one. We
2: know we love Sala. You know that this is a pro-Sala podcast. Exactly. uh, Hopeful that they can figure something out. uh,
1: KBB, is this a a pro-Norby podcast as well?
2: God, that's a great... uh, I'm going to have to abstain from that one, TC. (laughs) I don't know how I feel. I never actually dealt directly with Norby, so anything that I would share would be secondhand. Uh, Norby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Is it short for Norbert? Uh,
1: I have I, no I idea, so. Mr. Poosh.
2: I I do not know. <laughs> so I if you're not if you're totally unaware aware of what we're talking about, God bless you. Like uh you're you're extremely less online than we are, but it's Norby Williamson, ESPN executive, who uh, Pat McAfee is feuding with at the moment. Uh, the all right guys. Lodging. Yeah. We this this text thread uh, that became the Ball Knowers podcast came together uh, over I think a, a very I Don't know, like bizarre uh circumstance of that we were arguing over Justin Fields, Mr. Pooch, <laughs> of course, that, as that just one does, yeah. as, as all podcast great podcasts do. Uh, Mr. Pooch needed a little backup. I was uh sort of like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm ready to offer some takes about Justin Fields. You know, 18 months ago, two years ago, we came together, uh, we, we've been discussing Mr. Fields and other ball knowing things ever since. I feel like we should start out with Justin Fields as a as a tribute. He might not be with the Bears next year, uh, so we'll have to kind of evolve our discussion if he still becomes a topic of it. Guys, what do we think about Fields this season? I, I went back and listened to our season preview. Push, you said you know he you were still all in. He was still going to be your guy, and you know what? I backed you. I said I think he's going to have a good season. I said I thought he would throw for thirty three hundred yards and rush for twelve hundred yards. Uh, you know, TCU pointed out he thought he said he was going to throw for five thousand yards. Uh, <laughs> turns out our predictions were a little bit of a a bit of a reach. I think uh, I was
1: incredulous at the twelve hundred.
2: Yeah, yeah, you were so
1: many yards.
2: I and you know what he rushed for like eleven hundred last year, so I was like, oh, but but I my I guess of kind of thinking that through can quickly. Came clear, and I was like, "Ah, there's no way he can rush for 1,200 yards. He'd probably die if he rushed for another 1,200 yards." Uh, and I said, seven and ten was a good goal for the Bears." Turns out, Fields only played 13 games. He threw for 2,500 yards, and he ran for 657 yards. Guys, where do we stand on Justin Fields? They, ha- the Bears, have the number one pick uh, because of the Panthers are so terrible this year um, because of the DJ Moore trade. Should the Bears stick with Justin Fields, or should they move on?
1: I think I'll, it's fascinating. fascinating.
3: I think they question. need to move. I mean, I've and I kind of said this as, as we followed up on this during the year. I, I do think they need to move on. And that's just because I don't think what's happening in Chicago is healthy. I think that he's kind of been beat up by the whole situation there. I think he's definitely in a, like I said, I think the system is not right for what, what his strengths are he's not, the. he's not, he's an athlete playing quarterback. And I think that's, you know, that's what it is. I think at at this point, that's, it's pretty obvious. He's not your typical, he's not going to get in. He's not going to nail reads one two three. He's not the processor on that level, but I do, like I said, I think he can be effective and I think he can be dangerous in the right system and the right, in the right situation. Like, do I think I think that we said this last time. Do I think in if you were in Atlanta on the turf with that running with that running that that stable of running backs uh, with a with a coach like Steichen or somebody that or Slowick or somebody like that that could really use him utilize him in in a proper way, I think he could be nice. But in the wrong situation, I think he is not the not the call.
1: Guys, I'll just point this out: Desmond Ritter threw for twenty eight hundred and thirty six yards. Thirteen games started this year. Okay, so two, you know, three, three hundred more yards than Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we,
1: so f- just is. to
0: piggyback on that, Fields thirteen games went five and eight as a starter, sixty-one percent completion percentage, twenty-five hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, nine interceptions, and then on the on the rushing side, added excuse six hundred and fifty-seven yards and four touchdowns now over his career uh 10 and 28 as a starter this year represented his his i believe his highest completion percentage um i don't know There there's progress poosh i want to reach across the aisle i i think fields got a little bit better i just i i fail i fail to see how he is supposed to elevate a team and win you know how, how does he win a, a conference championship how does he win a super bowl without just like the best defense and best running game around him i i simply don't see it i'm not completely sold on caleb williams drake may so that's what makes the decision extremely tough in my opinion but i i think the bears have to rip the band-aid off and and go a different direction it just seems like Things aren't going to get there in Chicago for him. I don't. I don't think he's a pan,
3: panacea quarterback. Like he's one of those where you just stick him in, in any situation and he's going to make the team immediately a contender. I think he he's going to be one of those guys that's system QB type. The Tua, you know, that mid mid range quarterback where if you get him in the right system, where he's throwing down the field and. He's he making takes one so many quick one sacks
1: re- too. He,
3: he holds the ball too long. I think that's like the, a big thing where he's kind of, he has this thing right now where he's afraid to just pull the trigger. And that obviously ends up in a lot of sacks and ends up in a lot of turnovers because you're just standing in the pocket. And, but Which, I, and I do think the bears need to move on. And that's just simply because they need to reset, reset the timeline with the quarterback because he's in year going to go into year four now. And mm-hmm. then you're, you're having to either resign him and make a decision. Whereas, you can go get May or you can go get Caleb Williams and you're just starting right over at scratch. The only issue is that Ryan Poles,
1: the Poles, like, assassin.
3: The Poles assassin is needs, <laughs> needs to make a decision on, on flute and they need to get a, a proper OC in there. Otherwise it's just the same thing and is going to happen over and over again.
2: His willingness to take sacks or his penchant for doing it did lead to one of the funniest moments of the season where he said that, he just felt he was being overcoached and he couldn't actually like, uh, he, his mind was being filled with too many things. And then of course this caused all sorts of red alarm fires because one thing that the quarterback can never do is throw his quarterback is uh, coaches under the bus. So he had to come back out to the Chicago media and explain, uh, on the same day that he was not actually throwing the, the coaching staff under the bus that, uh, he was, and I believe that it's same recurring. day the, uh, bears, uh, defensive coordinator was either arrested or or resigned (laughs) and was not arrested but on like non-company letterhead he put out his resignation letter and then there was all these like fake blue check marks on twitter like sharing that like peanut tillman says the fbi is in the building that was kind of one of the craziest days uh in the history of the bears franchise when all that shit went down in like 24 hour period so i will give the bears credit for providing us some comedy this year uh as, as tc alluded to earlier the fluce like being unable to just simply say like uh, he's out or he's doubtful i kind of feel like i i don't i'm not a huge caleb williams guy i think you know in our chat that i've been he's sort of
1: malcontent yeah.
2: all year i think that, that you have to really rework he's super talented but you're gonna have to really drill into his mechanics you can't just like assume he's gonna be the next mahomes and can be able to like freelance and do crazy shit uh, those are unicorn guys and so a lot of the plays that caleb attempts in college would be absolutely like you're out in concussion concussion protocol as soon as you try to backpedal and then fire off your back foot and throw it downfield so i kind of think i might ride with uh fields for one more year but man like
1: just the fact so, so then what do you do in the draft then if you do that you get like
2: a i'll probably trade down people, you know? and you know i don't think obviously you're not going to get uh one of those topics, but you try to, you know, trade out to one of the shitty teams, you know, whether it's the Cardinals or whether it's someone who thinks it's going to suck again next year. And you try to sort of hope that there's a quarterback the following year. I don't think that I, what I think sometimes teams get stuck in is this cycle of like, Oh my God, we have to decide like right now, the bears rebuild is probably three years away. So that's two potential, three more drafts. You know, I, unless you really think that Kayla Williams is like a generational prospect, then I'm not sure why you have to, like, make this decision for this year. I don't know that he is. Like, everybody. Every how often do we really get a generational prospect? Trevor Lawrence, who we're going to talk about next, was supposedly a generational prospect, and he seems sort of, like, stuck in neutral a little bit because of a shitty offensive line and various other reasons. So I just don't know that I buy that, oh,
3: this is, like, a make-or-break decision for the Bears this year. Well, I think the count, the counter argument to that would be you just never get you don't really get those opportunities very often, and the fact that the ball, I mean, it, it fell the way that it did for them to get number one. I think you when you get those opportunities at the top of the draft to to select, you know, the, the number one player in the draft, you kind of have to take them, and especially because, you, like you said, you don't know. If it's if it's a generational player or not, but you kind of have to always roll the dice and say like, just in case he is, we got to take him because if you don't and you move on and then somebody else gets Caleb Williams and he ends up being this top five guy, you look even worse. And so, like um, with Patrick Mahomes, like because they rolled the dice with Mitch Trubisky instead of going with Mahomes, the exactly and more
2: more talented prospect. So.
3: And, and you know, the thing with Mahomes too, it's like with Caleb and this, this comp with, with Mahomes, he's also paired up with one of the greatest offensive play callers in like the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think people over under underrate Andy Reed's importance in that whole situation. Like I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is a quote unquote system quarterback, but like the system he's in is, inc- is one of the best systems that ever yeah. existed in the NFL. So, I mean, we can't underrate that as well. Like it's, it's kind of a, a combo of yes, he can freelance and he's amazing at doing that, and he's mm-hmm. got all the tools. But he's also has this elite, elite play caller, designer, like helping him as well.
1: So well, draft wise, you've got Washington at two, New England at three, Arizona at four, Chargers at five, Giants at six, Titans at seven. Well, Bears Falcon's have like twelve, eight, twelve two, the, right? And then the bib nine,
3: nine two, yeah. So they yeah. like got one and nine. So yeah.
1: And then the the Cardinals also have 21 as well. So, I don't
3: know. Obviously, you got to
2: shop it just to think. You know, I don't think Justin Fields is going to be hurt any more than they've sort of been hurt. He was kind of, you know, blaming the media a little bit in this goodbye press conference. Like, thanks for making my job harder because all those media blitzes they threw at him, I guess, were uh, making things tough. I don't want to get bogged too down on Justin Fields. The Bears probably get way more discussion on this podcast than they deserve. But I'm I'm just glad that is. Are you guys going to
1: apologize? Come on. Yeah. What? I mean, I I think. Listen, I, I, I think he was overblown as a prospect. I think he's not a franchise quarterback. But at the same time, I'd love to see the like the Falcons are probably going to trade for him, and you know, I think also like I think the the Seahawks should maybe. Poke around,
2: mm. yeah. I don't know that I don't think I think the Seahawks are still <laughs> a little bit married guy. to Geno for one more year, but the Falcons are definitely like a, a be a right place for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a, he's a yeah, Georgia kid, right? He signed to yeah. from Georgia originally, so there is some kind of emotional connection there. And I, I do think you're right on turf, like he would, you know, be Vic Light in some ways. Uh, down and then there.
3: that division that I mean, I'm not yeah. like the NFC North is like a great division, but.
2: I feel bad for him because I think like uh, we've been critical of Ohio state in terms of like making quarterbacks ready for the NFL. And I think Ryan day failed him a little bit in terms of, you know, helping him get to what he needed to be. And then I think that the bears failed him immensely in just being the bears. And so who knows if he had been, you know, in a different place, I, for god's sakes if shanny had just taken him instead of trying you know
1: shanny didn't want it that was Lance. the whole that was the whole thing right and push, push had to square those two things and he still never quite <laughs> reconciled that before so, I'm not. Sure also i would like thrutter. to say go ahead randy and i ball randy and i were you know identified stroud as an elite prospect
0: so it's Absolutely. not an ohio state thing yeah okay uh, all right I mean, we'll
2: get to Stroud. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence, Ball knower TC. Mm. I, I, you know, there's a lot of people coming at me all the time being like, you need to make TC answer for Trevor's terrible season. I don't know that terrible is sort of an accurate discussion. Trevor's well, still through for 4,000 yards. Uh, his t- his touchdowns were down and his picks were up. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I got a, a note from a, a Ball knower at ESPN was like, is it possible that – Justin Fields is actually the best quarterback from that class. I was like, "Whoa, that is that feels like you're on drugs there. I'm not going to name this person uh I, Lawrence is still the best person uh from his class, but t c they start eight and three and they finish one and five and miss yeah. the playoffs. Mm. Please answer for us what happened with Trevor this year
1: well, I think it it goes way beyond Trevor. Trevor didn't play well uh I'll be the first to admit that, but I think just Brandy's boy Press Taylor. Uh not exactly working with a full deck as far as the <laughs> offensive line goes. They run so many underneath passes. It's mm. crazy. Evan Ingram, he was getting the foie gras treatment, just getting force fed <laughs> all year. Christian Kirk had the poor muscle injury. I think he hurt it one of his balls. Uh you've got uh yeah, that happened know.
0: in the Monday night game. Yeah, Zay was, Jones
1: was out for he a became long time. a ball knower for sure. Yeah. Uh you know, that like and the O line was just god awful. Like Cam Robinson had the PED suspension. Anton Harrison, you know, looks like a decent draft pick at this point, but you know, definitely had to get his feet under him a little bit. The, the, you know, the O-line, like we had Walker Little starting for a while. It wasn't good. It was a okay. porous, shitty offensive line. Uh ETN was banged up. And then Trevor's been so he had the knee, then he had the ankle, then he had the shoulder. And I think like the shoulder, like he's like, you look at him throwing the ball right now. And like, I think he's all, he's got cortisone he's out not. the ass and the shoulder. It's like, it was the first start he's missed in, in his entire career. Yeah. Uh, I think going back to Clemson. So it's, are you, you concerned, know,
2: concerned at all? No, I'm, well, not,
1: I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm, I'm more concerned about the roster. Cause I think okay. bulky and it, it's just like, they're not hitting on the guys they need to be hitting on. It's, it's really, really poor. They're in, they should be in such a better cap position than they are. Mm-hmm. It's not good. They're they've kind of wasted his window. He's about to get a hell of a lot more expensive. You know, I think they'll at this point they probably won't extend him. Uh, oh, they'll really? wait. You know, they'll wait till wait another year. Yeah, wait another year and then give. You know, I, I don't think there's a complete reason to right now. Um, you know what? Let's I just you know, think about this. Got this night. massive Josh Allen extension coming up. I yeah. think Trayvon Walker's going to be good. I think he had. He took a big step forward this year. A bunch of people were shitting on him. I think he's better than... Like I think the defense was... F- like They just were so bad up front on offense and defense. Calvin Ridley was a... Mad- I will apologize first and foremost for Calvin Ridley. You did Ridley, say he like,
2: would be a predator this year. Yeah, That he would have he potentially like 1,700 on yards receiving. Uh, he barely got to 1,000. He
1: just like doesn't... He's just not physical, man. Mm. And he, He's just all finesse and he's all... You know he he's trying to get every call, and it's like, dude, just go play ball and like let the let the refs call it accordingly.
3: Um, they fired they fired Caldwell, so yeah,
1: yeah. and like most of the defensive was, staff, except for I think one or two guys. Um, but yeah, how's, we how's like Bulky
2: still like have a job there. It's crazy, not, man. I know it's I know nuts. push has a line to a lot of guys in the league. Can push can you get a line to Shad Khan and be like, hey, it's time to move on from from Bulky. I've seen this. I've done this.
3: Listen, if Bulky is a he is a a player. I'll just say that he knows how to he knows how to manipulate. He knows how to to work his way into those situations. There was a Wickersham article about when Harbaugh was with the Niners about how that relationship frayed and became this like really awkward. They don't talk to each other. They went from playing uh, racquetball with each other to to like basically hating one another. Harbaugh and Balky. and but Balky won won the kind of Game of Thrones esque thing with with Jed with Jed York because Harbaugh told Jed York only uh, he tried to go to a meeting and he's like no only men are allowed in this meeting and that turned
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah and that turned Jed York again like put him on Balky's side as opposed to being on Harbaugh's side so when everything kind of fell apart they got rid of Harbaugh so Balky stayed on for another couple of years before they, they just kind of cleaned the whole front office out but I feel like that's what he's really good at—is just kind of sticking in a a place, even if he's not hitting drafts. And I think if this, if the Jaguars don't hit this next draft, they're in big trouble. Like if they don't hit a couple of real pieces, they're in deep, deep shit.
1: That's the thing—they're just not hitting on, you know, some of these second, third, fourth rounders. That's you know, it's like, like what are we do? Like there's some bright spots here and there, but there's also some, some. You kind of have to,
3: honestly. You kind of have to hit like deep like one or at least one or two, like mid round, mid or I think deep. the
1: one that I really wish we had back and I loved it at the time, but I wish we had it back was the, the Devin Lloyd trading back up into the first round to get him. like That was, I don't know. feels like kind of a, a luxury piece at this point. He hasn't played great. So I don't know. We'll see Tyson Campbell's going to get more expensive too. So we'll see. I, I'm not, you know, I'm going to give Trevor till the end of next year to sink or swim. I think, uh, you know, year three was, was, I, I like he definitely took a step forward in year two, and he regressed this year. But I think it was due to a lot of stuff beyond his control, and it played through a lot of things that I think if they weren't in the playoff hunt, he wouldn't have been playing through those things.
2: I did see TC to your point about the line that I'm not a huge analytics guy, but I think they ranked like 31st in like short yardage, like drive off the ball or something, whatever that statistic is. Essentially, like. Can you how much push do you get up front from your line? And it was like one of the truly the worst in the league. So he was yeah. you know, there's and no getting easy yards for the Jacks this year.
1: Yeah. And it was one of those things too where like it's you know, they were so bad in the red zone, partly because of that. And they were really, really bad on like they just had they just couldn't get any momentum going. It was like everything had to, you know, everything was schemed out. Everything was quick outside passes and and little swings and it was it was not good.
2: So okay. yeah. All right, guys, it's my turn to maybe eat some crow here. Let's let's talk about Jalen Hurts. Uh, I have been—I don't know if I would say pro Jalen Hurts, but I felt like that your guys' assessment of Jalen Hurts, the eye test of Jalen Hurts, was really—I uh, would say—you didn't do the homework. I was—I was upset. I was like, you got to watch
1: the play.
2: <laughs> he's a much better player than you think. He's a—he's a leader. Boy, I don't know that I'd want Jalen Hurts to be my QB uh after the this season. I know wow. there were some injury concerns, uh, but but as much as you have had to pay him and as poorly as uh it went late in the year for the Eagles, uh, I think you can still win with Jalen Hurts. Uh I'm just not sure I can pay him like a top five quarterback to produce the kind of Way that he did uh, late in the year, so hand up, I might have to be a little bit of mea culpa here on uh, Hertz's going forward, uh, and th- and to go from playing pretty darn well in the Super Bowl to this moment here where the league kind of figured out Jalen Hurts a little bit that you yeah. just push, you know, the, the Niners kind of exposed, and we and for act- actually we're coming out and just saying it. What was Bosa's quotes there? Yeah, we just knew if we didn't let him roll out or whatever, if we just held him in the pocket, that he could not beat us uh what do we think of jalen hurts going forward
1: I, I would just like to say first and foremost that the touch push is illegal and will okay. be outlawed mm-hmm. we'll heading be okay. into the new season as well so you know, i think there's a uh, decent chance
2: both kelsey boys might retire at the end of this year so you know i don't even think you can do the touch push without uh without jason involved
1: yeah i mean it's i don't know it's one of those things where it's like elite offensive line elite weaponry they you know they lost the coordinator obviously but Listen, I think it's it's one of those things. It's like it's even in a perfect situation, the guy stopped playing well. That's tough. Well, I, I would dispute
2: teams. that they're per, like elite offense. Their offense line's gotten old. Like Lane Johnson is not Lane Johnson of like his twenties anymore. I
1: think they're still a above offensive line, like above average offensive line. lotta and Jergens lot lot is, good, Juergens but, is but,
3: good. Yeah, Kelsey Jergens is. I think the only real weakness is like left guard.
2: Yeah. All right, Pooch, What did you see in that Niners game? That made you assess? Well, yeah. I think when
3: Bosa said, you know, we 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 showed the league the blueprint, which was they they didn't really what they didn't do is they didn't just rush super hard upfield and try to try to sack him. They just kind of held their ground and kept him in the pocket and didn't let him break. And what it, the the problem with him is when he breaks the pocket and it becomes scramble drill, then he and he can either run or get get AJ Brown on scramble or or Smith. That's when he becomes really dangerous. And they just kept him right in the middle of the pocket and forced him to make a real, you know, proper throw on time, and he couldn't do it. And I think that's kind of damning. I think you know a lot of people came at me in particular about uh, <laughs> some of my my Philly takes, and uh, the, the you know the Zoid, you know how the Zoids are. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, you know these all these email notifications from 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 guys uh <laughs> posting on the message board. And I have to, go to turn off and, your
2: alerts? If that's
3: true. I'm going to go can't. in there and navigate that whole thing. I'm like trying to find it. I'm, I'm, jeez. Ah,
2: Anyways, <laughs> so,
3: so, no, I, I, think that what a big thing when I mentioned this in the in one of the earlier episodes was that they lost both their coordinators. I think yep. Steichen. You're, you're seeing now that Sirianni. What, like, what does he do? I don't understand. Is he just? A, he's just a mouthpiece. I think Steichen. mentality. The actual, yeah, Steichen was the actual brains behind the offense and. Gannon, pew-pew, was you know, the brains behind the defense. And now we're seeing they can't figure out. The defense is awful. They it's truly him, horrible. They, yeah, They moved a the side down, and they put Matt Patricia in, and they're just getting <laughs> worked by Tyrod Taylor and Kyler. The, the, the Cardinals, you watch that game. The Cardinals should have won that game by, like, 21 points. It wasn't even close. And
1: That's so sick.
3: Yeah, they were beating them up. And so it's, it's an indictment of Sirianni, and it's an indictment of – that team that they, they really went stale in the beginning of the year. They were kind of, they still had a lot of the, the, the playbook that they were just running in being a team that was the core of it was still together. So they had their offense could kind of hit the ground running in the beginning of the season. And then as soon as people started to kind of figure it out and the league always catches up at some point, they didn't have answers. They didn't have the counter. They didn't. They hadn't get, like schemed ahead, game planned ahead far enough where they had answers to whatever the, the defenses were throwing at them. So it just became this. I don't know. We're just going to run the same things over and over again. And and, and and you know they just ran out. It seems like they ran out of answers. Is what it looks like.
0: Is, is he hurt? What's uh is what's the status on his finger?
2: Well, it dislocated. Uh, yeah Yeah, it looked like a pretty gruesome. The injury, I mean, they're if they can win this playoff game, I think it would be even against Tampa is like you would you would thought at the beginning of the year, like, oh, that's a great matchup for the Eagles, but man, I, they got I I wouldn't even think that they were favored in this game, like, they're they're in a free fall. Uh, I think I saw Rex Ryan saying they they seem like they're the boulder on the edge of the hill is about to just tumble all the way down into the canyon. That's
0: a- I don't know. That's why I get back to Sirianni. He, like I know great season last year, but something about him and the whole thing just seemed like the was, during
1: the national anthem.
0: Uh, yeah, it just seemed very um <laughs> front-runny. Hey, things are going well. It's it's great to act like that. But very curious here this the... this stretch of games yeah. like where is the actual culture? Like w- what are you falling back on in in the locker room? It's um, gonna very, be sick. Very city anti-Italian city. of you, Randy.
1: Of the of uh, <laughs> Philadelphia Tur- turn on him quickly. Like that's think, gonna be awesome.
3: I think that's a. I think that's a. You know, that's that's a great testament to the coaches that can lose coordinators and continue being successful. Kyle Kyle. McVay. You know. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can maybe throw Belichick in there for a while. Andy Reid, etc. It's it's the top coaches a little bit. Peter Carroll little bit. The guys that that lose co- that lose their coordinators consistently, and they just continue being good and being competitive. Those are the you know that's the real the real the real ones out there.
0: So Jalen hurts they? over over the last six games. Sixty one percent passer, less than twelve hundred yards, five touchdowns, five interceptions for a seventy seven point six rating. You know, add in a couple hundred rushing yards and. And some touchdowns there, but he—he he certainly, starting with that San Francisco game, uh, markedly, markedly different player.
1: We might have I to start s- calling him Jalen. Are you hurt or are you injured?
2: <laughs> injured or you hurt, dog? <laughs> don't ask me if I'm hurt. Uh, yeah, I—I I don't know. It look they salvage their season if they win a playoff game. You know, I, I don't think there's any chance they can make a Super Bowl run with as bad as the defense has been, but. Uh, it, it might at least make them feel a little better if they were able to kind of win one game, and it's not like Tampa is like some juggernaut. So,
0: and and it does go back. I'm sorry, I, I you know I think we kind of don't apologize fun apologize. at it <laughs> in, internally, but KBV would always ask us like, what what is it about Hurts that you know you guys don't like, or what are you basing this all off of? And I and I every time I go back to you just cannot get pulled in college. From the most important game of the year at halftime for a true (laughs) freshman, and then your team to 180 turning around. Like that does not happen to the great quarterback. So Hertz would truly have to be a one of one where, you know, going back into his past, something like that happened to him. Like that, that's simply from that moment on, it, it just felt disqualifying to me. Uh, all I had asked that it repeatedly is you guys would do the homework
2: to give me some actual and you just you refused to homework. do the homework. No, that was the homework.
0: That was the homework. The Eagles homework.
2: were were never on national TV and you were like, oh, well, from what I just know of Hertz, you, you were judging him based on that 49ers game where he didn't have to do anything. And they you were just like, Oh, I can't wait to see Hertz for the first time. He threw like 10 passes. They had didn't have to do anything because the 49ers couldn't move the ball. And you're like, see, this is just a, a complete like validation of my beliefs so
0: he's limited when you he's know limited. you know
2: mr yeah. limited like ryan Bird. well let's let's talk about an, an instance where maybe uh the eye test did not work uh, no yes.
1: no we are not oh wow okay all yeah, right well, I'm we're talking about jordan love here oh okay okay uh, no, sorry not, we're not we were going, going to dak. Dak.
2: Yeah, sorry okay. i, I might have skipped ahead with dak okay. uh let's but let's talk about jordan love because i feel like yes it's an interesting discussion with the eye test uh, we had so one of the trapezoids pulled some quotes for us here, uh, in the, in our ten seventeen episode. Uh, Randy referring to Jordan Love, I don't think he's good. Uh, Push, I'm totally out. Randy, not impressed at all. And then he came back again a month later. Uh, Randy, Jordan Love has not looked great. I think his time might be dwindling in Green Bay. When Guys, was that? Jordan- when was that? That was eleven fifteen, so okay. not that long ago. So late no, not into the that year, long ago. Over.
1: which maybe I think it like it might be because you know obviously this is a massive anti Lafleur house. Sure, uh, I think maybe we like we've underrated Love even more because he's also going up against Lafleur's play calling as well.
2: <laughs> why does LeFleur not get the benefit of the shanniness? Yeah, like, why you know, I don't he's understand just not
1: that a LeFleur guy. interesting yeah i'm not i think
3: i think lafleur lafleur has done well this year i think he'd surprise me like the passing the passing schemes have been nice uh and i think that green bay wide receiving core is actually pretty good all there's there's like legit four players on that on that on that uh core guys you know without even with watson being hurt jaden reed wicks it's the other guy's name mel something uh whatever he's they're they're all good and the tight ends are good and they got two backs. So I, I think and you know, they're running they're running like they had two backs base Only level base, base level year, Kyle right. Scheme, right. Where they have base level Kyle scheme, which is good enough, you know. And if you can figure out something on the uh you know, with the passing schemes, it seems like he's got the passing schemes down. They're they're just letting love do what he does. He's got a nice arm. Uh he's got Aaron Rodgers like he, he's a Looks like a clone of Aaron Rodgers, whether the way that he throws and the way that he's he throws off the back foot all the time for no reason. He's just sitting in a clean pocket and just throws off the back foot, and it looks really sick. But you're like, why are you doing that? Just have good footwork and throw the ball normally. And I think a lot of that gets blown into wow, this guy's in, this guy's insane because of, look at the way that he threw this, and he's throwing these side arms. He's got a crazy arm. I mean, he's better than I thought he was. I'll just say that. I still. I want to see the the teams one game over 500. I said this on on the Twitter on Twitter, they're nine and eight in a bad bad division in a bad conference, and he wasn't good for half the year in year three, in yeah. the same system. So yeah, he's playing well right now. Let's see if he can continue this. This feels like it could end up being a very Jalen Hurts esque scenario where he gets hot at the end of the year and it's like he looks good, and then all of a sudden next year
1: he advance
3: this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll say that. Which, sure. which
1: makes me wonder, like the 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 contract that he signed, like what was that? Like he didn't bet, like he almost bet against himself. Yeah, with that extension, well, which that that seems disqualifying to me. But it seems like he yeah, he took a step forward this year. I'll give him that. He's not there yet, but it looks promising. I, man, four thousand.
0: Go ahead, I, No, well, yeah, read off his stats. 4,100 yards,
2: uh, 32 touchdowns, completed 64% of his throws. Uh, you know, had a, a real bad game against the Raiders, but uh, other than that, like was pretty darn good. You know, throughout the year, statistically, the second half of the year for sure. I mean, I just kind of think we judged him a little bit harshly. I mean, he played great at the in the, that Bears game in the start of the year, and, and that was like sort of the referendum on him and Fields, like who was going to be the next good quarterback and then he kind of had some some bad games but then i think we kind of just just stopped paying attention and it wasn't until really the end of the year when i was like oh shit like this kid's playing really darn well watching him play a couple flashed
1: against some bad teams at the end of the year i mean they played giants bucks panthers vikings bears play the
2: teams that are in front of you everybody's got a chance to play shitty teams and if you play well against them like that's how you put up good stats over the course of the year
3: I, I think the Vikings, Vikings win was the most impressive, just because the defense
1: on the Vikings mm-hmm.
3: is pretty good. But
0: yeah,
1: hard to so, know. Be a, can you you know can you trust
0: him? Do you guys, trust him? I KVV, you read you read my quotes there. I, I was totally out on love, and I'm here to say I am totally in there on Jordan go. Love. I, I, wow. I think that last quote about his you know not impressed, time dwindling, that was. November 15th, he was just coming off a pretty mediocre game against the Steelers. The The season stats didn't look great. Since that game, what is that? Uh, seven, eight weeks, mm-hmm. 70% passer, 18 touchdowns, one interception, over 2,000 yards. And I think more than that, the eye test, because I, I have watched them a few times. And, and to me, this is the difference between like a Jalen Hurts, a Justin Fields, a Zach Wilson, you know, whoever has kind of been like in that you know, is he actually good or not? I just find Jordan Love making throws, making plays like he he's out there it it it, it just seems like he's freed up mentally like he has caught up to the speed of the game he he mm. knows what's going on, and he is making plays and he is doing things that aren't just like. Ah, the play, you know, it it's it calls for me to, to look here and make this throw. Um I, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but but it just looks like something has really clicked for him and he's playing with a confidence and an air about him that I expect it to continue. I'm I'm all in on Jordan Love. Could could not have been could not have missed this one anymore. That is a full <laughs> apology from from me. Good job, big. I, I always wow. love it when someone's willing
2: to sort of go out there and say, hey, I was a little bit rash in this uh, this moment, so uh, we'll see. I mean, playoffs are always a good test. I, I just think, man, imagine, as I sort of am, a Bears fan looking over at Green Bay and be like, these fuckers did it again. They found themselves another quarterback without having to go through the freaking wilderness like we've been through forever. Uh, if, if Jordan Love is the quarterback for the Packers for the next 10 years or beyond, like, God, that's just going to... Like, it'd be a knife to the heart of every Bears fan who literally has had just garbage quarterbacks one after the next and is thinking about, even in this modern era, rebooting it for the third consecutive time of, you know, Trubisky, Fields, and now potentially Caleb Williams. That's tough. Not to mention the Cade McNowns and such of the the previous uh, generation. So Real quick,
1: I I do want to say, I think the Eagles fans need to apologize to us. They need to reach mm. back out. We got yeah. a lot of voicemails from people. A lot of nasty, nasty messages. Eagles fans need to apologize.
2: Okay, I will we'll put that out there. Put it out on them streets. Let them know that we back up. Uh, all right, boys, it's time to talk about Dak Prescott. Uh, I actually was. D uh, V probably yeah, our biggest on. motion
1: yeah. motion to table the Dak. Oh. Discussion okay. until after the season because everything. I don't the think Dak we can. In the regular season does yes. not fucking matter. All right. He's got elite weaponry. We've seen this story before. Elite offensive line. He shit down his leg in a couple big spots. You know, I think he's, I think he might've been fluffing the stats a little bit, Mm. but the question's never been Dak in the regular season. It's Dak, you know, can he, like, is he going to throw the most inopportune interception of all time? Is he going to turtle against the Niners? Things of that nature. So I think, I don't think we can have this conversation until after the season.
2: I think that's fair. Uh, we'll have to put that, well, send me a calendar alert when you're ready to have the DAC discussion. Okay. Uh, I will be there. I will be ready. <laughs> do Do we owe a collective apology to Mike McCarthy, though? <laughs> Probably. I actually said I thought he would get fired uh, before the season was up. Now, I guess in, technically he could get fired if they were to lose in the playoffs, uh, and I would still be right there. But I, I was very down on McCarthy in our season opening uh, pod. I don't know that they've shown me anything that makes me think like they're a Super Bowl contender. But you know, it's they're probably the second best team in the NFC. Is that fair to say?
3: I'd say that's fair. I but I think I, the Lions are yeah. still better. Uh, okay, without Laporta, it's tough. I think the, the the what the issue with McCarthy, which it's always been the case, is he's a great rate. It's just like he's like he's like the DAC of coaches. You know, mm-hmm. he's this really good regular season coach, but when you get him in the into the playoffs, when he has to make these crucial. Game management, clock management, decisions it yeah. melts, and those Packers teams were our historical underachievers with Aaron Rodgers in his prime, getting to like a number of NFC Championship games and then losing, or you know just losing really badly in in, in the playoffs after having a great regular season, and it just feels like that's who he is. You can go he tw- he'll go twelve and four, he'll go or twelve and you know five or whatever it is, and he'll have this great regular season record. The team will look real sweet. And then when they get into the playoffs, they get exposed. I think that Dallas team, it it's, they, they blow out bad teams. So they look real heavy. And then when you get them in a real proper battle, they kind of lay down and they are exposed a little bit, even against Miami. Who's not a fit, like a crazy physical team. They got, I mean, they, they, they were, they were kind of exposed in my opinion. They can't run the football. It's, it's all revolves around CD lamb, and
2: which, which, I do well, think
3: it's really funny that like
2: McCarthy does not throwing the ball to CD lamb or like the first five games of the year Ceedee CD, lamb, like literally went to him and was like, Hey man, like, do you think maybe we could like get me the ball more? Like I'm ready to do more. I don't want to be a, a diva or malcontent, but I really, I feel like I could do more. McCarthy was like, Oh yeah. Like, okay. I, I got one of the best receivers <laughs> in all of football. Maybe I should. Throw. And then like the rest of the year, he had like 1400 yards receiving in the last, you know, 14 games or something, like just a super productive stats from then on. So I think that's I, I, the case. We just have to we'll, table table we'll, we'll table that for sure. I feel like McCarthy's still the jury is still out, and I know that we do need to spend a little bit of time. The jury may be out on this, but guys, let's have a Brock Purdy discussion. We we seem to have had many Brock Purdy discussions leading up to this. I still feel like we're a little bit of an incomplete Randy. I feel like maybe you're sort of on my uh side here. Look, he's yeah. not he's not great. Excuse me, excuse me. I don't even say he's not great. We don't know what he is until really he shows it against a, a great team. I feel like some incompletes uh would probably do to him this year because I mean, name me a great performance he had against a great defense. Uh maybe Dallas, I guess, would I was be say, I
1: mean, you know, seventeen of twenty four for four touchdowns and Right, against you
2: guys—you guys are real big on like, oh, that one game is a huge indictment of XX person. The Ravens game is a huge we indictment. We've Gotta of talk about the Ravens, where the 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 Brock Purdy, uh, you know, receipts Listen, have come yeah. to a little bit. Um, I want to hear Big's he opinion first well I know, I know, there's some guys on the other side of this aisle who are who are reditives. But Big, what? Tell me your feelings about Brock Purdy
0: going into the playoffs. I think largely, Brock Purdy is exactly. What the Niners need him to be, I I do think the Niners quarterback situation is a bit different than other places.
1: Why, now? Simply, why would that be, Randy? You're simply, walking a fucking tightrope here, my man. Simply
0: because of you know very very talented roster. Uh, they they've done a ton both in you know trades, the draft, free agency to improve that roster, and the scheme of Kyle Shanahan wow. uh, seems Dude. to be a bit. QB agnostic, um, you know, I, I think I think it requires, by and large, somebody to, to manage the game, and I, I, that's not completely pejorative. I, I just feel like we've seen guys do well in the shanty system, Jimmy G for one, um, but we just haven't seen Brock in KVV. This gets back a little bit to that Ravens game on, on Christmas night. Like, I, I just want to see Brock... When things are not going so great, when there's a little bit of adversity, when when the scheme breaks down a little bit, and he's got to go and and make some throws and make some plays in the biggest moments, and I just don't know. I'm not saying he's not capable of it. I'm not saying that it's, a, it's an impossibility. I just haven't seen it yet. that the Ravens game Christmas night was potentially a a, a preview of what the Super Bowl will be, and Brock looked flustered, and, and it was not a good night for him. We, we do know that. So I, I just feel like it's a little bit incomplete to coronate him as one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. I will say, before, and then I'll turn it over to the,
2: our Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan stands. I think that a, a real skill of a quarterback is getting the ball to your playmaker's and letting them in space and letting them perform from there. And I do not think that that is a weakness. I find it to be abhorrent that people use that as some sort of indictment of like, oh, well, anybody could do this. You know what? If anybody could do this, a lot more teams would be successful. And if it was just the system, then everybody should run the fucking system. That's such a stupid way of looking at ball, in my opinion quarterbacking is not just like can you make the impossible throw it's can you make the simple throws and can you move the chains and can you play within the pre-snap read play within the rhythm of the offense not make fucking dumb mistakes now i do think that the ravens showed him some looks that he hadn't seen before they showed him some pressures that he hadn't seen before got him a little bit flustered but that's okay like that's part of the learning process i imagine that he would play better if they played again uh, unless you know the moment got too big for him, but I do think that there is going to they're going to have to sort of find ways to not necessarily like, sort of like overcome his weaknesses, but put in positions where it's like, hey, we might not be able to like. They looked like they were tearing apart the Ravens on that first possession. It was I was like, man, this kid is just owning them, and all of a sudden it was like one adjustment, and he just was like, oh shit, I do not know where the safety is going to be. I do not know where the pressure is coming from. So uh, that's, I think, going to be a great test for him come through the playoffs is, you know, we got a whole year of tape on him. Is there some different kinds of good defensive coordinators who can put different pressures on him? I still think the Niners are an absolute, like, 70% chance to win the Super Bowl because I just don't think that the other teams match up well with them. Uh, They're going to, you know, have the home field advantage throughout. They're a great team, but I just don't know. Like, I'm not ready to sort of anoint I do not think like Purdy should be the MVP. Like you just can't sort of, you know, McCaffrey to me is so, and I, and listen, I picked McCaffrey as the MVP of the league, uh, in our first thing in the year. So I, I just think I'm ready in defense of him or some, at least some realistic discussion of him, uh, push on, I'll let you have the last word. So TC, I'll turn it to you first. Your thoughts on Brock Purdy now in this moment.
1: Thank you, Ball Nure, Kevin. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ball Nure. It's It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I feel the same as with, like, I feel the same yep. with Brock as I did at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. which is, I believe in him. I think he's, I think he's a dude. I think he's a, you know, a super processor. And, uh, you know, he, he, like, listen, he's still a second year guy, right? Like he's, you know, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to get flustered. He's going to see some new things but you know like i think the most valuable thing he possibly could have had was that ravens game you know like i'm glad that that happened versus you know not having happened um you know i I, he throws a great ball like i don't know all of it i'm i'm still way way in on purdy i'm way way in on the niners uh yeah it is what it is it's you know we'll see what happens when the chips when the chips are down
2: all right, Push. You've watched a lot of tape about Brock. I'm sure this year. You've talked to your scouts around the league. You've, you know, you've put out some feels. Give me the yep. the definitive word on the
3: man. Yeah. So I think that a lot of this is it's it's strange to me that the 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 kind of the takes on Purdy being that he was the the last pick of the draft. He's in his second year in a year that he was the third string quarterback getting zero reps. Comes in the middle of a Miami game, Jimmy G gets hurt, beats Miami, then goes on a seven-game winning streak and takes him to the NFC Championship game. And people are like, "Oh no, this guy's like, kind of, he's just a system guy." Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> who does that? That doesn't happen in the NFL. You don't get zero reps for the entire offseason, the entire year. If you're the third quarterback, you get maybe one rep a day. Like that's yeah. you get or none. You're not playing football. You're just watch, looking and on the. Side and it's not of like field. Sam
1: Darnold's coming in and like lighting the world on fire, right? You know?
3: I mean, we saw in yeah. the system, you know, being that was vanilla with some backups, it still wasn't like, oh my god, this is, you know. So, anyway, to move forward, the 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 loss against the Browns, who are literally a historically good defense in the history of the NFL, especially at home in a rainstorm. If he drives him down at the end of that game, Randy was there. He drives him down at the end of that game, and we're watching it together. You yeah. and gets they stop they stop even trying to move the ball. They just started running the clock out. If if Purdy makes that kick at the end of the year, at the end of that game, the 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 whole story on Brock is completely different. They're going, wow, he went down the field, took him down there, he hit the kick, they win the game. That that's. That that this whole oh he could he like let's see him in a tough situation.
2: Well, uh, the Vikings there, game there, there was there, a little bit of an indictment too. I mean, I think he had a concussion that they didn't really di- diagnose in that Vikings game, but he did not play well at the
3: end of that Vikings game. Well, before, also,
2: four cousins got hurt
3: in that th- in that two game stretch against the Vikings and the Bengals. The, that was one of the defense was playing awful. I mean, Kirk Cousins oh, went absolutely ham in that game. He was mm-hmm. unstoppable. He was unconscious, and then Burrow went like twenty eight for thirty two. Yeah, the game that Randy, Randy and his family were Burrow at.
0: did, burrow, did burrow things.
3: Yeah, he was he was unstoppable. So it's like we're playing, we're playing. The Niners are playing, having to forcing, having to force the ball down the field, having to try to keep up with these teams that were just scoring and scoring and scoring, and that puts him into a bad situation. Obviously, he threw some bad picks in those games, and in the Baltimore game, the first pick. Bad pick. Okay, that's un- undeniable. That was a bad read. That's on that's,
1: that's on us. Please. That's on us. All right. That's on that's on me. All
3: right. That's on me. Okay. Should have prepped him better. Yeah, I'll take that. Should have should have should have should've hit him up. And but the second the second one, they run cat they cat corner blitz, right? The corner both corners blitzing. He's got Debo. Why with one man to beat with 10 yards of space. He tries to slip it underneath him, and the guy makes a great play. He jumps up in the air, tips it with his hand, he tips it to the other corner on the other side of the field. Great play. If he hits Debo, if he slips it by the, the corner and hits Debo, Debo could be off to the races. And that's a touchdown. The whole the whole situation changes. The two
2: tips. Also, balls. Debo
1: was hurt for a portion of this season as well. I think Debo's and the link of the whole operation. You know? And Trent, yeah.
2: I don't so, know. I, I don't mean, like this discussion about how tip balls are just random affairs. Like, push, push, balls
1: stop! Are you're incriminating right. yourself. Let's just watch <laughs> okay, the playoffs. Well, I, I, I will. Let, okay, the I will, well, speak let me just themselves. say this:
3: the Niners had 420 yards of offense against Baltimore in that game. The, the, the they had five turnovers. Obviously, how many well, after there was
1: it was so on, to, to, to on the, that, push. Come to 14? We don't need to relive Come on. I'm just saying they the Ravens the ball, took their foot off. That's not who we are, Push. I'm not saying. I'm
3: not saying it was a close game. I'm just saying. It they, they wasn't an issue of moving second. the ball down the field. The turnovers <laughs> were the issue. Obviously, two, two out of those four in INTs that Brock threw are tip, are tip balls. They, the variance on those is random. Like, the, when you, the ball goes up in the air, it's where The question is, is do you feel better about Brock It's not like, it's not like the now. corner, like, tipped it to Marlon Humphreys over the quarterback's head. Like, it's, not, it's, like it's, not the,
1: it's like the presidential question. Do you feel better about Brock now than when Brock took office?
3: A hundred percent and he and if you listen to him you know speaking about it he's he's saying in the press conference, listen, they gave it I gotta be better of trying to on the first drive, I was just getting i was i was hot at heating up because I was like we got the ball down the field in two plays, I just tried to score it he's like I got overconfident and just you know it' was a heat check yeah he was he's like blacked out essentially, and he's like, I can't do that I just gotta just hit learn to hit the you know hit the, the dump-off pass here and just take seven yards as opposed to trying to just, like, score, score, score. And I think that's a great lesson for him because, yeah, he has seen – Mike McDonald is – Baltimore is another historically great offense. These are some of the best DVOA defenses in the, the last 30 offense years defense, of the NFL. No, the defense. the defense.
1: Defense. You said offense.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. So, the defense – you know, these are great, great defenses. So And they move the ball. So, I'm just saying – they the Baltimore
1: are. defense just saying guys
3: listen, we'll see him again, I hope, and I think it'll I think it will be different. I think he learned you could see when he went when he played against Washington he was definitely playing a little more conservative and he's like, listen, we just need to win this game. I don't need to be do anything crazy I think that's he knows I think he's a a really really smart confident dude that is you know he doesn't come out in the press and get all weird and braggy, but I think he he know he's a he's a dude. Fits in with that team. Well, I'll say there's some glue there. Uh, leadership,
2: I think, is an important part of being a quarterback. You have to, you know, inspire the other guys to at least have confidence in you that you're not going to fuck things up. Uh, I, that is, you know, as we'll talk about Herbert in a minute. Like I still don't quite buy that uh, Herbert's personality is actually kind of something that will translate into like locker room confidence. And I, I actually think the opposite about Brock. Like I think those people, those guys believe in him in the locker room. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. let's see. be a minus good
3: passing record.
2: Yeah. That's, you know, look, Joe Montana never made like, and, and Brock Purdy's not Joe Montana, but Joe Montana never like made these like, you know, Justin Herbert type throws where it was like, Oh man, like look at that amazing arm. Like he got the ball too people in space and he understood walsh's offense and there was no like discussion back then of like oh you know joe Montana was a third round pick like he he'll never be the diners answer like it was just like no this dude is getting it done i uh, just i a, a big part of me feels like sometimes analytics and fantasy football has clouded like what we're actually seeing right in front of us which is like hey does this person recognize where the blitz is coming from does he put the ball into plans with a playmaker what more actually are we asking for here from a quarterback you know. But I mean, the fun I mean thing it is about really all that matters, yeah. yeah, yeah. The fun thing about the NFL is you can you can view it however you want. If you want to jerk off over stats, you're, there are more than enough stats now for you to do so. So, uh, <laughs> all right, a little discussion where we've had a lot of quarterback talk here, but I just want to hit on a few more because I think uh, obviously quarterbacking drives a lot of what's success and what's enjoyment about a team. Uh, Mister Lamar Jackson, likely the MVP of the Ooh, AFC uh i was actually a little bit more skeptical about uh lamb than you guys were i think at the start of the year uh, Huge just lamb a guy. this has always being, been a lamb house maybe it's just a function of being in this town and and hearing the sort of daily like ups and downs of uh of lamar's contract stuff that kind of soured me a little bit uh played pretty darn great i think one of the things that maybe hasn't been discussed enough is how L- lamar kind of learned to to scramble around, but then not basically like just take off whenever to sort of scramble to make space to make uh, make plays within you know, sort of the system. To not necessarily think like, all right, fuck it, my f-, you know, first and second read is uh, is not there, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. Uh, played really good at that Jags game, TC. I know you were there in person. Oh, uh, first so time I think, first time I think seeing him in person. Give me your thoughts on what it was like to watch him live.
1: Yeah, just scrambling to throw it and I don't know just the way he uses his blockers and sets things up it was it was so impressive like we were sitting kind of one of the corners so you could kind of see down the field and just you know watching him work horizontally and and set things up was was fantastic and he might have broken the Jags in fact he might yeah it it certainly helps that he's got some real receivers now with Zay Flowers and you know Beckham and Mark Andrews likely looks good. Like they're using him. Sure. Well. I think I think Zay
0: Flowers is he's low key. Yeah. The, yeah, he's the, good. Like I know Lamar's the MVP of that team, but I think Zay unlocked Lamar. He he has made Lamar so much more dangerous. Just because with how shifty Zay is, like mm-hmm. y- y- you can't really cover him one on one. And then when you got to devote more resources to to kind of keeping him in check, it just gives Lamar more field to operate. They, they are such... Like, the last couple of years, playing the Ravens twice a year, sometimes three times a year in the playoffs, they they weren't, even with Lamar back there, they, they weren't the most scary offense because you knew... You know, you could spy Lamar. It was all about stopping Lamar, right, and right. keeping him in check. And now with Zay, it's just like, holy shit, there's this dynamic playmaker that they can get in space. And I just feel like he has elevated that offense incredibly.
1: And they have the coaching staff to actually get him in space and do yeah. most. And, and yeah, they have better that. minds. It's crazy. All like it's such a bummer that Keaton Mitchell got hurt too because I feel is. like they were just yeah. starting to really unlock him.
2: Without a rigging Without looking, say, can any of you guys tell me how many
0: catches and yards Odell Beckham had this year?
3: Probably like 37.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe 500 yards, yards like, receiving. Yeah. Yards? Uh, 35
2: catches for 565 yards. And I will say this you did not hear a peep out of him all year. Yeah. No, no bitching, no sort of drama, no, uh, you know, outside of football stuff that was affecting. Like, I think. You know, they I think in a lot of ways an underrated element of the fact that they signed Beckham, paid him 14 million or whatever for this year. And I think that convinced Lamar, like, all right, like maybe this is the best situation for me, whatever guaranteed money I'm gonna get. Sort of that moment changed the tenor of the whole Ravens offseason because Lamar was finally like, Oh, yeah, And, and Beckham obviously has been fine. Not I don't think you'd be thrilled if you paid someone 14 million bucks and got 35 catches out of them. But I think it just sort of rewrote the narrative a little bit of offense, you know. Probably just helped them kind of be seen a little bit differently. And so it's a, honestly that it turned out to be a fourteen million dollars well spent uh, because you know it just sort of was like, hey, we're going to have weapons everywhere. We're not going to rely on Zay to be like the number one guy or Perryman to be the number one guy or or Andrews. Like we're just going to basically give Lamar weapons at every position. And a couple times this year, Beckham has played had you know decent games and uh made a big play but he's never been like asked to be that dude that he was like with the giants or even with the browns and i've been kind of impressed with that he hasn't he's been able to accept that as his role
1: it seems like they um they like they're having fun too and zay seems like a big part of that of like he plays with joy he's always having fun on the sidelines the celebrations like they're not Mm -hmm. they're not a distraction they're like additive like it just seems like everybody's rowing in the same direction Uh, now, I, I will say
2: the, the playoffs are going to be a, an important thing is considering the kind of egg that they laid against the Titans years ago in their MVP yeah. year when they were in one seat. But Push, I know but you, you know, got some uh, thoughts here.
3: Yeah, an underrated aspect was Odell going into and in being the kind of one of those late season at those mid-season ads for the Rams that you know, they end up winning a Super Bowl. So he kind of has this, you know, he got injured in the Super Bowl, but they still, you know, he was he was actually kind of tearing it up before he got hurt and then you bring that kind of Super Bowl swagger into that team, and it's like, yo, you know, a guy with the confidence—that confidence, confidence level—I've been there, I got the ring. Uh, I think that does matter, uh, especially mm-hmm. on a team that is, is fairly young. It feels like and doesn't have a, a ton of those like veteran veteran guys on it um, that have been there and done that. And just to you know, go back to what Balnor Randy was saying. I think what they did against the the Niners really nicely is that when, because they're such a dangerous running team, they keep teams in base, their base defense. And then that gets, they get Zay flowers out of the slot matched up with like linebackers and safeties. And he's way too quick. So against the Niners, they had him, they had Fred Warner trying to cover him in space a lot of times in zone. And it was like, it was impossible. He's just too fast. And so Lamar was really, and they said it in, uh, I think Fred said it, and after afterwards, he's like, we didn't expect Lamar to be going first, quick, quick game the whole game, and just taking the underneath over and over and over again. Instead of trying to push it or trying to break the pocket and do, they were concerned about him breaking the pocket and trying to keep him, you know, bottled up. And instead, he was just dinking and dunking and eating up all the underneath stuff. And I think that's the progression of what and the evolution of what Lamar has become is he's able and willing to take what's available as opposed to trying to make the splashy big play.
2: Yeah. All right, guys, so real quick. Like, I want to just hit real quick on, on a couple of the other quarterbacks. Herbert and Burrow, I think, both hurt all year. Big, I'm just going to turn it real quick to you, like, on, on thoughts on Burrow. Like, you know, any concern there or just sort of an injury lost season?
0: Well, yeah, it sucks. Lost season. I'm going to speak on behalf of Burrow Nation. Uh, 2024. Is going to be we're we're gonna we're gonna ignore we don't care about Justin Herbert anymore. I, I don't think yeah. Justin Herbert has done anything to warrant like he he can just go over and do his thing. That's fine.
1: He got a haircut Bro, too. We
0: we gotta look inward. We gotta we gotta have a healthy off season. We gotta have a full training camp, and we gotta make sure you know we're we're starting sixteen games. Hopefully, taking the last week off. Uh, but we, we gotta make sure we're starting sixteen games at least next season. It's it's borderline concerning all these all these injury issues, but we expect a clean bill of health come springtime. Um, I think the wrist thing was a little bit freak. Uh, you know what? What are you going to do about that? All right, fair enough. There. Uh, all right, guys. Bryce the, yeah, Young. We're not going
1: to yeah. mention you know Herbert's place yeah. in any rankings or anything. Like we're just no, that. Gonna, no. I don't, don't want to
2: talk about
0: Herbert. I'm, I'm
1: Herbert. I'm yes, <laughs> Herbert might be a coach killer. You know, he needs to get his own house in order before.
0: That's, I think Herbert's just gotta do a lot more before we start talking about him again. Yeah. For sure. If Jim Harbaugh ends up in LA, that'll be worthy of talking about, you know,
2: can he fix Herbert or can he make him? Was that take tweet him to the next true column?
1: today? I don't was think so. Faster?
2: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. That was was. Sick.
2: That would be like seriously like a violation of all kinds of teams. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bryce Young, guys, uh, historically, one of the worst uh, uh, yards per attempt seasons in NFL history 5.5, 5, uh, a true nebbish dinking and dunking year. Uh, look, Push, I'm going to throw this to you. Were the, the, the Panthers are just so bad that we can't actually evaluate Bryce Young? Or is he just really going to basically spend the rest of his career making people wonder, like, how did they pass on CJ Stroud to take Bryce Young?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think admittedly a very nebbish nebbish man uh tiny little man but <laughs> <Weed>. <laughs> it's an elf. pocket pocket-sized quarterback yeah but he oh. that team is bad okay and the owner is not a good dude go down that roster on that offensive side of the ball and tell me one legitimate player on that entire team i think adam thielen is your best wide receiver <laughs> Guys like Old 33, yeah. 33, like come on. And Chuba's not bad. Of,
1: can, I think Chuba's,
0: Chuba's fine. Chuba's can fine. I ask a question okay. though, Pooch? Yes. Mr. Poosh Ballnor. What's Bryce Young? This is what I've never understood about Bryce Young. What's what's Bryce Young supposed to be? Because he's not he's not Kyler, right? He's not that physical. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to
3: be Brock Purdy, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, mm. like a processor kind of Ew. you know. <laughs> under you imagine, shot, Push, if
2: if Bryce Young had had, but
3: can you Brock 1-2 Purdy's 1-2 season? How like, much people hope would be coming yeah. over that? <laughs> if if Brock, if he had had even three quarters of Brock Purdy's season, people would be yeah. like, yeah, this guy's this guy's the one, the next you know, great and, one. Yeah, it he,
2: he, does show you how ridiculous he, draft position is in terms of like people's he, perception he, of someone forever.
3: Yeah. My my whole, uh, admittedly, my whole analysis of 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 uh, Bryce was that I watched him a few and I said this before, he seemed like he had that, the gene of being able to like really come up in the big moments. Wasn't too big for him. I kind of just punted on the fact that I thought he was the best option in that draft. Cause I didn't think Stroud and I'll admit it hand up. I didn't think Stroud was, was as good as he's going to be that's big as news. he is. He's really, really Thank good. Uh, also,
1: also Kyle
3: and Kyle. Yeah. And with Slug. And so who might leave now? So, it might go to, to over to Carolina. So we'll see. But yeah, I think that, you know, Bryce obviously limited. I think that's, I think that he's another Mr. Limited. I think that that's going to be an issue for him. And I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough spot. I, I, I want to give him one more year just to see what, what they can do. If they can put a proper offense behind it, give him some pieces, see if he can at least be a mid middling, you know, system guy. Game manager. If not, then yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the big L on that one.
2: Why did they play him right away? Like, why not sit him for half the year? If you know, if phys- if physicality is a part, you know, part of the concern. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Reich they was legitimately was first they were Like,
1: like a good they, defense, and they legitimately thought, hey, like we can, similar yeah. to last year, right? Like, hey, we can get this thing. We said in our preview and that, and that they
2: might be a surprise team because we thought their defense was going to be
1: better, yeah. but
0: uh, they were not. DJ Charlie
1: fucking uh, it stinks.
0: It's hard, right. to, it, it's hard in our position. It's, it's hard to really understand Tepper's influence, I feel like, and, and how that could sour things all throughout that team. Well, he was and, allegedly texting franchise. the
2: coaches about Bryce Young's footwork. Right. Year, according <laughs> to the athletics. The,
0: the coaches are distracted. It sounds like Tepper kind of tries to split the coaches against each other. It's you know, so uh, sick. It, it just sounds like a horrendous, horrendous situation.
3: A lot of rumblings that like every decision in the organization has to be run through him. Yeah, not good over there.
0: Uh, but I still well, don't. I still don't really see it with Bryce. I, I don't want yeah. that point to get lost. Well, I always think it's hard when you have a, a person in your draft
2: class who you get compared to. So let's real quick hit on CJ Stroud, who I think kind of exceeded all of our expectations, uh, even though you guys did say. You and you and Randy T C both said that you thought Stroud was the better quarterback. Uh I right from the very first he played the Ravens earlier in the year and had a really I thought I just saw a guy who was like looking at his first read, second read, had really good fundamentals, really good footwork. I texted Mina right from the start and I was like, This kid's gonna have a great year. Uh watch like watch some tape on this because I really feel like he gets a lot of the the fundamental things that are important to playing quarterback. Uh, he's not a freelancer. He's like, you know, let me go through my progressions. I, I just believe you can see in the playoffs. I see he's talking about we have a Super Bowl team. I don't think they're quite there. Uh, but man, what a surprise, what a joy to see him play pretty darn well.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's, I think the other thing too is I think Casario and Slovak and the gang deserve a lot of credit for cobbling together a really good receiving core like Nico yeah. Collins, Tank Dell, Dalton Schultz, Singletary out of the backfield you know, Damian Pierce, like there's, there's a lot of pretty good, like, you know, Robert Woods, There, like good, good veteran. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of, you know, like Mechie hasn't really come on, but you know, a lot of good options there, big physical wide receivers. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't see that sort of turnaround coming from the Texans quite this early D'Amico Ryan's, you know, obviously deserves a ton of credit just from a culture perspective as well. I would say one other thing, like, it's yeah. not just CJ Stroud. It's like I, I think if I think if Richardson doesn't get hurt, like we're 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 sitting here talking about Richardson too. Like Richardson was mm-hmm. a fucking dynamo the first little bit, right? I mean, he was pretty. He was a lot more dynamic and explosive than I think we thought he was going to be, right?
2: Well, Randy drafted him first in his fantasy league and said he you know <laughs> first, he was going to rush for twenty three hundred yards, thirty
1: dollars, fifteen
0: hundred yard rusher.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, I I would like to see more of Richardson before I make a determination on that because it seemed like he was like making right now, a lot of like crazy yeah. throws
1: but um, like right now like would you take bryce young or anthony richardson
2: i would take richardson i, right? I think like yeah. if yeah. you've shown that you're nebbish in the nfl
3: you are working way against the the current for the rest of your life i think like i you. think about that the lesson learned is that you just always take the higher ceiling quarterback i think that's certainly high you, know? you don't want to burn any draft picks on a guy who's we uh it's just yeah.
2: you know because you can get real the narrative can be real damaging, and I, narrative matters for a quarterback, right? Like that's why I was saying maybe they should have sat him for the first part of the year because then it would have given him hope. Like the fan base were like, "Oh, we sucked the first part of the year. When we're going to play young?" Okay, well now like he doesn't have a full season. Man, we've already had a full season in Bryce Young, and we know it was really bad. So I don't know. The narrative can can have an impact on a quarterback's career. Like just I still contend that like Ryan Leaf, you know, had the, all the physical tools. Uh, to be a really good NFL quarterback, but the narrative quickly shifted and then he threw a tantrum and as he would attest, like it got bad quickly and there was no recovering from that after screaming at that reporter in the locker room that day. Uh, All right, let's run through real quick. uh, Just, I'm going to hit on these. I don't think, you know, you guys can offer commentary or not, but I went back and listened to our first episode of the year. I think there was some sort of fun nuggets in here. Uh, I asked you guys, who was the best uh, franchise in the NFL? You thought, T.C. you threw out the Steelers right away uh, said, you know, they just, and, and so did you, Big. Basically, you said, you know, they have a culture. They, they have hard noses and a boot collar. It's their day as hell sometimes, but uh, the Steelers continue to have sort of a, a consistent presence, and, and the Steelers yet again made the playoffs this year when they you know had some terrible performances at quarterback
1: earlier this year. Kind of impressive, I got to say. I'm, I'm reneging my support. Ooh. Of the Steelers. Wow. A, a, Trans- wow. Well, just because of the whole Matt Canada thing, and, you know, there's some malcontent. Like, it, it's so impressive the way that, you know, Tomlin deals with the malcontents up there, like George Pickens, for instance. But I will say, like, the fact that they whiffed so hard on Kenny Pickett and they have Mitch Trubisky as their backup, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's impressive that they made the playoffs with those dudes starting, but also, like, it's, it's pretty damning that. You know, the whole offensive coordinator situation up there for the last few years has just been, you know, emblematic of not a well run organization. So I'm going to throw my support behind, okay. behind the Niners. Thank you, yeah. Ball Noir TC. Uh, Push, you threw out the Niners, obviously, is uh, one of the best run
2: organizations. But during that discussion, uh, I we, we were some praise of Sala. I said, Saul's a good coach, but I think the Jets have a chance to totally implode this season. You never know what can happen with Aaron Rodgers. You know, hat tip to myself there, uh, as we saw what happened with that. And it, I still think it'd be interesting to see when that the Jets might implode when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, because Aaron Rodgers cannot help himself uh, in making himself the the main character in every every day in the NFL. Big, you pointed out that the Chiefs uh, might be might have some poison running in their franchise. You know, Chiefsaholic and Jackson Mahomes, you brought up uh, perhaps were a sign of things to come. We didn't even know about Taylor Swift's influence. Uh, and Brittany Mahomes is a friendship at that point. TC, that dovetailed into you saying at some point in the year that the Chiefs were not serious contenders. You were laughed uh, all day on Twitter; people yeah. laughing at that you somehow were talking about that uh, you did not know Ball who you were talking about. Uh, I think that the Chiefs' performance proved
0: you right throughout the year.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs like they should be embarrassed. What they're off season? I'm
0: still moves. scared they're going to make a run. I'm still <laughs> yeah, I, scared I they're going to make gotta- a run.
3: You gotta uh, plunge the dagger through the harder, otherwise it's yeah, they're a movie villain. Down. They may they may be hard to kill. Uh having, you know, they're gonna beat really they're beat. gonna beat Miami. We I think that we know that.
2: My, it's, Miami's like a four linebackers out with injury. Like
3: they lost Miami. have both their ends are out. Like, their corner,
2: one of their corners is out. They're, they're in trouble. trouble. Dolphins.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: TC, you said early in the year that Matt Canada might be just a total trash offensive <laughs> coordinator, and that that would catch up with them. And then pointed out Pickett's little hands. Uh, you ca- you called out your friend Ryan Burr in that first thing. I said, I hope truth. he's not listening. Ryan uh, Ryan
1: I, deleted the tweet.
2: He did. Uh, sorry to see that. You know, we don't. We that's not. It's not what we're about. TC, we stand by our takes. Uh, I said that Steelers might be the shit of the NFL, Randy. I know that will resonate with you as a NS uh, guy. So they might not be your favorite, but they're consistent. You have to kind of. Grudgingly admire their success. DC, you said that Zay Flowers would be a stud. Uh it was really the Ravens' best offensive weapon. 77 balls for 888 yards and five TDs. Uh, we, we a lot of talk about the Cardinals were going to be tanking. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals tanked. I think the Cardinals actually fought pretty hard. Uh yeah, they predict- were frisky go- most of the year they were frisky. I predicted they'd go two and fifteen. They actually went four and thirteen, but and they did yeah. play Kyler. I think we thought that they might sit Kyler. Because yeah. they were trying to kind of get a, a worse record, but to their credit and to his credit, I guess, they they played him the rest of the year and I think, it was okay. I think the
3: card the cards and this is a Simmons take, but it was I think that he, he was right, is that it's the best kind of four and thirteen that you could could possibly be yeah. where the team is really frisky. Kyler yeah. showed enough, they're right in line to get an absolute creditor in Marvin Harrison. And yeah. if they put him in the West for the next ten years, that's a problem. So yeah, good. They're in a good spot. The team played hard for Gannon. PPU.
2: No one got indicted. No Ooh. one was used accused of using a burner phone. So that was good progress for the Cardinals. Yet. Moving on from that. Yet, uh, I did say that McCaffrey. I thought was going to be the MVP. Thought the Niners would just feed him uh, through the whole season. I, f- I feel like that still has a pretty good chance to come true. PC, you said that Kyle Hamilton was going to have a huge year. I think Kyle Hamilton might have been the best. Uh, I don't know about best defensive player, but certainly the best secondary player in football this year. So shout uh, out
1: to the Marisco. Shout school. out to
2: the Marist school. Thank you for that. Randy, you said that <laughs> Campbell would be the coach of the year. Uh, I think that has a pretty good chance uh, of he's coming. Gonna true. Look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to look maybe if he wasn't, you know, sending in three guys trying to, you know, pretend like they're eligible on one play that uh, they would have stolen that game against the Cowboys. Uh, you also said big that uh, if Jefferson gets hurt, I think the Vikings could have a crater year uh, hard to, that kind didn't of give a. a definitive, he, Jefferson got hurt before Cousins got Yeah, hurt.
1: but I think O'Connell and, and them steadied the ship, and they, they played, did. They were a lot friskier. Like Brian Flores did an awesome job with that defense. I think O'Connell is a good
2: coach. I like O'Connell. I'm going to throw my weight yeah. behind saying I think he has uh, long term success.
0: I think I'm with you. I, I think last year it was easy, and I was guilty of just you know they won so many coin flip games that. You just thought it was a mirage, but mm-hmm. I was impressed. Yeah, they they didn't go away nearly as much as they could have after the cousin's injury and then Jefferson getting hurt on top of that. Yeah. They were they were frisky the whole frisky. the whole year through. Uh, as we talked about in a previous chapter, we did sort of predict the Josh McDaniel firing.
2: Uh, people did not sort of uh, think that we were on that one, but we we were sniffing that one. I think out pretty early that just he's a he is not a head coach uh, unless. I don't know. They they make him the head coach when Bill moves on. I, I will say that McDaniel's a pretty good offensive coordinator. For whatever reason, he is just not a culture guy. He cannot handle like uh, basically you know all the shit that happened with the Raiders. They fucking hate it clearly because they played a lot harder once he was gone. Uh, what we got wrong, man? Allegedly. You know, Oh, this is yeah yeah Uh push you said early on that you were trying to get some uh, some lines to D'Amico and tell him not to take the Texans job uh, that that was a steer clear situation but that what he was, was
1: that sure. guy's name that was the that was advising the,
2: uh, the
1: Texans owner the chaplain the pastor
2: Jack Be- yeah. Jack easterby yeah <laughs> yeah, Jack easterby. yeah one of my favorite stories in NFL history that a, oh. a pastor took over the an NFL team and and tanked the <laughs> shit out of them and, and, <laughs> Truly an uh, unprecedented NFL history. Uh, Push, you said that uh, when we were just MVP discussion that Hurts could potentially be the MVP, although you said you didn't think he deserved to be. You said that the, if the Eagles had a really good record that Hurts uh, might get a lot of MVP. I think that was proving true because uh, – so I can't we say we got that one wrong? but um, Because I think Hurts had a lot of MVP discussion when they were 10-1. and one. Uh, TC, you said that Trevor would be an MVP candidate, uh, and that <laughs> okay, Calvin Ridley, that, as true. discussed, would be an absolute it. predator. <laughs> next topic. DC, uh, <laughs> <next topic. laughs> you also said Kevin Stefanski fucking stinks, straight up. A lot well, of Browns oh,
1: fans. That's
0: apology time. Yeah. You no,
1: know, you know what? No, no, no. I, I, I'm still out on Stefanski. Wow. I think, I think wow. Jim Schwartz is bawling out on this team. I think Stefanski's just along for the ride. I don't think he fucking wow. stinks, but I think oh, he might stink. Ride. He, unpa- he
2: unpacked Joe Flacco. He, he basically was like, you know what? This guy's one of the great play-action people of like the last 25 years. Why don't I just run play-action
0: with I,
1: him? I think he should have stuck with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Wow. What a, <laughs> now we're just <laughs> That's talking, take. talking take.
0: nonsense. This is, yeah. Uh, I,
3: mean, I would agree we, with
2: all of us said that Commanders could be a surprise team uh, if Sam Howell uh, was good. Sam Howell literally might have been like the worst full time quarterback in the NFL this year. Like through four pick uh, sixes, uh, was sacked like sixty times. Richard Ritter was bad. Uh, Howell was not good. I mean, Howell showed some flashes, but uh, he no, not he stinks. <laughs> You know just in terms of our draft, Randy, you took the Jets for the second pick of the draft. I feel like that's kind of unfair because who knows Rogers like, they probably would have been better with Rogers guy a. But, a. Rog, exactly yeah they they still sucked I think uh, there were still a lot of flaws in that team that people didn't really realize as as evidence. people were talking about this like historic defense all they needed to do was like hang in there then their defense got boat raced like a bunch of the games that mattered uh, they were not. It's hard when your offense can't literally can't move the ball, but I don't think the Jets were that great.
1: I'm still standing uh, by – I think Zach Wilson could be a good quarterback in this. Wow.
2: Time. Okay. I don't know what evidence we have to support that in any <laughs> yeah. way, shape, or form. Uh, it doesn't involve BYU games. God, he, U-
0: flashed. He, see, he flashed. <laughs> he flashed a couple funny. of games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, in our draft, I took the Chargers when I could have taken the Cowboys. I don't know why. Uh, I think Brandon Staley fooled me bad. I used to think he
1: was like a, at
0: least like a fun like – well, And Ted I think Lasse, Kellen Moore. Moore. I think Kellen Moore's yeah. got – got to take some you know he was, yeah. he was i'm glad telesco analytic. finally
1: got got too i feel yeah, like the analytic
0: terrible. people love them some kellen Moore. that's true
2: uh at the beginning of the year i apologize for saying that vanilovic sucked that he actually had a good year and it turned out that vanilovic did suck uh so i feel like that's like the, the Mongolian reversal situation where like yeah. i you know apologize and i shouldn't have uh before we get to the the playoff predictions uh this year and, and perhaps super Bowl prediction. I just want to run through real quick uh, the open jobs uh, in the NFL. If you were a college coach, if you were Jim Harbaugh and you had your pick of these, which you probably wouldn't because not everybody wants to deal with Jim Harbaugh, what would you rank amongst these openings? Currently, the openings are the Falcons, the Chargers, the Panthers, the Raiders, and the Commanders, and the potential that the Bears and the Patriots are still out there to come open. Uh, big i'll start with you like what would you pick uh as one of these teams where would you rank these franchises real quick
0: well i can now report mike vrabel has officially been oh. fired whoa reality.
2: wow breaking wow. news TC's, the ball
0: yeah. tc's boy TC. oh
2: i've been hoping i like to get you God. think
1: vrabel goes to um, new england
2: watch your back or oh, um ryan day though people didn't talk about buck tech hiring yeah. vrabel for years I have yeah. some
1: young ball knowers uh, outside of my office, all all a flutter. <laughs> I, I, I heard they're ready uh, to had
2: to get a popsicle to celebrate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, KBV. You know, I think the I think the easy choice is probably the Chargers, just because Herbert's the the most known quantity at quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's actually the Falcons. I, I mm-hmm. think that the division is perpetually up for grabs. There's no dynamite quarterback in that division i think by and large it seems like arthur blank is a pretty good owner um Mm. they definitely have some offensive pieces i give me that over the dean spano
1: the chargers
0: (laughs) you know the
1: chargers have no home
0: field in la they they have no fan base like i think there are are some
1: some, (laughs) i think there are some roadblocks too Major cap issues coming down the pike. Yeah. So I, I I'll take the Falcons.
2: Okay. DC, what what would you rank the franchises?
1: Uh God, a part of me is like, man, you could do some money stuff with the Bears with that stockpile of, of picks and stuff, but you got to deal with the McCaskey family and Kevin Warren sounds like a complete lunatic. Uh I'm gonna go Falcons. I I, I agree there. I think it's a good good base, good offensive line. Defense is much improved. You get another pass rusher in there and, and a quarterback, and you're you're cooking with gas in a bad division. And then, vulnerable. and I think a division that's going to be bad for a while too, yeah. like yeah. the Saints. That's what I mean. Like, it, like, it's, like at what have. point are the Saints gonna gonna get their shit together? Like, finally, just cut bait with some of these guys and like, you know, eat the dead cap stuff or like the Panthers. There's no way out of this for the next two or three years, right?
2: Feels like a question Box that people players. ask of, of New Orleans people all the time. When are you going to get your shit together? When are you going to just stop floating through life? <laughs> uh, Mr. Balnor-Poosh, what would you say would be the top job here I, that you would want?
3: I, you know, I, The Falcons are, an, I think, a good good choice. I would go with the commanders, though. I think mm-hmm. the, new, I new ownership, the new ownership, uh, Josh Harris bringing in Bob Myers.
1: That's some inspired. NBA that's some that's some inspired. trap draw thinking yeah, I, right there. I like it's that. Right. I like that. And bringing Condi Rice too. I know Where was <laughs> Condi on that.
2: It's kind of like when the Browns hired uh, the the Moneyball guy.
3: Uh, yeah. What's his name? D. Paul D. Podesta. D. Podesta. That's right. And they have they have the second pick, so they have you know arguably they can go get Drake May or whoever's the set you know the next quarterback up. They you get your franchise quarterback, hopefully. You got the pieces, you know. I think that you know the Commanders have got some pieces. They got they got some wide receivers. They got some some guys on defense that are okay. And it's it's basically a blank slate. Like, hey, here you go. There's the the bar is real low. You know, you, no one's expecting you to be incredibly good. You're in a, you are in a t- the East is a tough division, but any success would seemingly be a, a major positive, and you probably get some goodwill on your side. And I think everyone's so out so beat, beaten down from the Dan Snyder era that just any sort of fresh positivity would be, would go a long way. So I I'd take the commanders.
2: Interesting that none of us uh, threw the Patriots out there. I think everybody thinks that bill is probably not going to return there, but uh,
1: I don't do you know. Like the successor is.
2: It's a great question. Like I think he threw it in our chat today. Like what, what if, uh, what if Kraft just threw a curveball and was like, I'm going to have Flores be my successor. Yeah. Uh, basically thumb in the eye to Goodell. Basically say like you know what do whatever I want here. Um, I don't know. It's I you know people think like oh you shouldn't follow the guy who's like one of the great guys, but like you know the last few years have really been kind of blah, and the fan base has quickly sort of turned on Bill. It just shows you how fickle like (laughs) time is in the NFL. There's no this isn't the era of Tom Landry getting like eight seasons to suck and gradually decline. This is like two years and you're people forget that you've won six Super Bowls and uh, that you need to just go. I guess it's five, actually, because uh, is, is,
1: so Brady won you won. Do you think Harbaugh is going to go to the Chargers?
2: I mean, it seems like a pretty, pretty fit. I think Harbaugh might just stay. I mean, the only thing is, like, he thinks there's a bunch of sanctions coming down. He does like to be a martyr a bit, though, so he could sort of say, you know, I'm going to just stay here in Michigan and and yeah. middle fingers to everybody, Michigan against everybody. Like, he's Michigan
0: probably has to pay him even more money if he's going to stay now after this. He's, I he's at I, I just think it's hard though cuz he's literally at the top of yeah. th- there's nowhere to go anymore, yeah. right? I I just find that such a difficult situation to deal with where you've built up your alma mater, like he yeah. bleeds Michigan maize and blue. Yeah. You got a 15 and 0 national championship like okay, go do it again for the right. next, you know, decade. God, that's tough. That is tough. He's an. Uh, elf, we'll but see. He
3: wants to be at the. He wants to be in the big leagues.
1: Apex predator.
2: I gotta say, Bush, that story about Balky and like York Harbaugh saying only men are allowed in here. If York <laughs> really getting like walked down there at that point. I think if I was the owner of the franchise, I'd be like, "Fuck you! I'll go wherever I want." Like, you want your yes. checks to be signed? Like, I'm coming in this but meeting. He's probably tested. Well, he fired them.
1: him.
3: <laughs> he
2: yeah. fired him after that.
1: Is Belichick going to coach next year? somewhere
2: i think so i think actually the, you might see him in atlanta tc there's a lot of rumbling oh. that he wants to stay on the east coast and that he uh the falcons are interested uh oh. he would like to sort of you know be a little bit warmer weather doesn't really want to be all the way out west feels like blank's a yeah. you know decent owner so we'll see him does he join does he join peach Tree? <laughs> I don't feel like Bill, Bill, I mean, Bill golfs, obviously, but does he golf that much
1: with the, with the Peachtree? I don't, I don't membership? think he golfs when he's home. Yeah. Yeah, he golfs in
3: like up in the Hamptons or wherever it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I still think it would be great if Bill was like the Navy coach.
2: Mark Yeah. That would be the matchup. All right. Let's talk playoffs real quick before we piece out of here. The, the, I'm just going to read the matchups real quick of uh, our first round here. Uh, in the AFC, uh, the Bills are hosting the Steelers. Uh, the Chiefs are hosting the Dolphins on the cock. you got to sign up for that for $6 a people month. People
0: are going to be so pissed. I can't I don't wait. think, Randy, I don't yeah. think they know yet. I think that they, no, they most don't. don't pay attention. They
2: won't know until the day of. Fucking yeah. furious. Like uh, blue bloody franchises. Gonna, franchises oh, too. Okay. NBC's going to eat so much shit. Also, what a greedy move by the uh, by NBC and the NFL to do that and just say like, "Oh yeah, this marquee matchup of the first round, like we're going to go ahead and just stick this behind the paywall and then jam you up the ass with ads." Uh, the- <laughs> thank you. Uh, the Texans are hosting the Browns. Uh, that thus completes our, our AFC slate. The these are
1: sneaky to- like Browns Texans. A few years ago, I would have like paid not to watch that game. Even yeah. if it was a playoff game. And yeah, now I'm like, yeah. you know what? Those are exciting teams. The, the totally. Bill
0: O'Brien Texans.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me run through the NFC real quick and then we can talk uh you know, we can pay maybe two minutes each on individual matchups. Uh the Cowboys are hosting the Packers, the Lions are hosting the Rams, the Bucks are hosting the Eagles, uh, mm-hmm. and of course the uh the Niners are getting by uh guys real quick let's talk about that that first matchup with this the bills and Steelers. i can't imagine anyone thinks that the Steelers are going to win this game but could josh allen wild out a little bit and uh you know do something stupid that makes them i mean they've had some playoff calamities some 9-11s in the playoffs if you will according to sean mcdermott so uh
0: (laughs) does anyone think this? (laughs) what's tj watt is he out He's, he out. Yeah, he's, he's out. Yeah, he's they, they have to win at least one game for him to even be a possibility. So, yeah, that's tough.
1: Uh I, I yeah, I think the Bills I think if the Bills don't make it at least to the AFC championship game, McDermott's out. McDermott's gotta go. You know, I think it's we, one of those games
3: where it's it's an a, it's one of those games in the AFC where it seems almost too obvious that it's the Bills and it and it's one of those things where the pit you're like how could the Pittsburgh Steelers win this game and then they just do they do in like one of those weird playoff games where things just fall I, yeah. their way. It just Maybe. Maybe I, I would I would I, like I'm staying away from that game as far as a betting from a betting situation but it yeah, it just it seems like there's one at least one game every year, and then usually it's in the AFC where a team, a mid really mid team wins in, in the wild card round. And it's like this has that written all over it, just being that the Bills have been so inconsistent all year. Yeah.
1: The all weather right. forecast is calling for uh 20 to 30 mile an hour wins on Sunday with a high of 20. God, minutes. that's
0: awesome. Well, the this Bills is the
2: Bills' problem, right? Is there yes, a dome exactly. team that has to yeah. play
0: against their strength every single fucking year? Uh, so, I, I do uh, think like betting wise that that is a monster line. I think it's a double digit line. I I would for a lot of the reasons Poosh said. I I think I would take a little Steelers plus ten. If you're like that. giving me that, all right. Let's talk about the
2: matchup on the cock. Do the Dolphins have any chance in this game, considering how depleted they are? I mean, obviously Kansas City uh, has had some some self inflicted wounds this year. Some dipshits lining up uh, can't bother to catch the ball. Uh, the Chief, I I still believe the Chiefs front office has really failed, uh, Reed and Mahomes this year. But uh, I gotta think that the Chiefs are gonna win this game. Any any dissenters?
1: I'm gonna dissent. Ooh. I think the Dolphins are are. I think the Dolphins are spry. I think I think what it's a collapse
2: be, that would be for the. I Chiefs. I think they're gonna
1: try to make this a track meet and just you know a, a high scoring game. And I just don't know if the Chiefs have the horses in the back.
2: a little revenge game for Reek, too? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is
3: Waddle playing? I think that's a big question. I, it's tough in Arrowhead. It's going to be a tough, tough ask for them to go
2: in G, there with the, all uh, the injuries.
1: G E H A Stadium. Okay, G E H A Stadium. Okay. Maybe Fair the
2: Chiefs should see if Chiefs the Hall can get out on some work release. You know, show up for the game, bring back some of that uh, pre-imprisoned uh, juju that they need. Uh, all right, Texans Browns. I like the Browns here. Gotta say, I think the Browns are gonna I do too. Continue I do too. Continue to move this. Uh, I don't think the Texans are quite ready. Yeah, uh, I agree. For this and a, a great defense. My Cleveland's boy gonna get over.
1: turned up too. Like that, Jim Short, Jim or...
3: Schwartz, historically good against
0: Kyle. So I, th- I think that game's in that. That game is in Texas, mm-hmm, right? Kyle
1: has like four teams. Yeah. In the oh playoff, yeah, it is. Yeah, it? that's
0: right. Uh, Flacco's
1: home a nugs. playoff
2: killer. So would like that better, of course, if it was in Cleveland, but. Uh, I, I, yeah. The
0: Browns D is no joke. I, I, I actually expect them to win a couple games in the playoffs. I, I could see a Ravens-Browns AFC championship. All right. Uh, and then, of course, we'll reshuffle afterwards, and the uh,
2: the Ravens will get uh, the lowest remaining seed of those I'm not sure exactly. I feel, like, I feel like
1: Randy's been been trumpeting the uh, AFC North a lot, like SEC fans. Like he's just—it's crazy. You know, he's, he's like, been I, like AFC North, every team finishes the winning <laughs> record.
0: I it it has helped me cope a little bit with this Bengals season. You know the the like the Bengals faced the fourth most difficult schedule by DVOA all time. Like it, it's just—you look at this division. It was insane this year. Yeah. It's freaking insane. The, uh, it should
1: be better next year.
0: The Snap Boys never
2: think about that stuff big. when they I know. know uh, <laughs> uh, all right, over to the NFC. Uh, the Cowboys hosting the Packers. Do we think that uh, this is the the time when some, some historic matchups between these two franchises over the years in the playoffs, do we think that uh, this is where Mike McCarthy steps on his do dick and completely fumbles, fumbles that bag? Uh, We've got this I discussion. So,
3: so much, uh, even at the – at the the detriment of my 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 team, it's always them. so I mean, but, funny. Kind of a win the, the Cowboys right? lose. Like, in the the playoffs. Cowboys
1: win. Maybe I freaking hope
3: they lose so bad. I want. I'm gonna be pulling for the Packers big time. But you know, it does seem like a bad matchup for the Pack just because their defense is really bad, and and Dallas is kind of at home has been a lot better than they have been on the road.
0: So we'll see. If Dallas uh, doesn't win this game. We'd never need to hear about Dak or no, okay. that's it. We're again. good there, we're yeah. Down. We're good. Uh, Lions Rams. Uh,
2: this is this is a I fascinating the Rams.
1: One. Might be pretty frisky. I have the Rams,
2: yeah. my Rams. Poo,
1: I mean, Puka's a like, <laughs> sucks Puka's about Laporta. Yeah, uh,
2: I do love that it's the Stafford uh, golf matchup. Uh, basically, like a referendum on who chose uh, wisely here in this moment. Uh, I would love to see golf have like a a real revenge game
1: against your boy McVeigh, TC. Yeah, I mean, I think McVeigh, like he's got to be a coach of the year candidate. Yeah, unbelievable performance this year. So yeah. Stafford I, is, you know, Stafford is. Lions elite. fans have been coming at us all year, but I, I you know, I'm going Rams here.
2: Okay, uh, and Bucks Eagles. Uh, is anybody? Yeah, I, I, I actually... from that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mister, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. I actually think the Eagles are going to win this game. I do not trust Baker Mayfield. I do not think the Bucks are a particularly good team. Uh, somehow the Eagles will pull off uh, this and then get absolutely blown out in the next game. But uh, probably by the The, night.
1: the fact that Tampa I'm, Bay is hosting a playoff game is insane.
2: It's truly insane. I, I've not watched
3: Tampa all year other than highlights. So, uh, but I just I do not feel confident in Baker. This, this is like a ba- a battle of two really like guys with like one arm and in half in one leg, just like hopping around, <laughs> slapping each other. Cause they're all so beat up, you know, hurts his fingers bent the wrong way. AJ Brown's got a knee. Knees, Monte yeah. Smith's injured. Baker's injured. He's hobbling around. It just seems like a, who knows? I, I, kinda, dead money. I tend to think I tend to, I, I think I want to pick the bucks just because I think their defense is a little bit mm. more stout. And uh, you know, I just think maybe the health issue might be the in the home field might be worth three points. That well, I ends. want Philly to show some pride. All right, like I've ridden for Philly a lot. I've ridden for their fans. I need
2: you to. Yeah, tell
0: this me. is an apology game for KVV. <laughs> this is the, the bigger Mayfield,
2: the Eagles matchup. T- two people that I have, uh, you know, perhaps touted a little bit too much in my journalism <laughs> career, uh, yeah. and now come back down to earth. So.
3: Help me, one of you two. Baker's gonna come might come for you again there, KBV. He, he might.
2: Uh all right. So is there any reason to believe that uh, any of those teams could upset our teams with a bye? Uh, the Niners or the Ravens. Are we we headed towards a rematch of Christmas Day with the Ravens or Niners, or what would have to happen to derail one of those things?
1: Guys, I got I'm talking crazy talk. I think Jim Schwartz is gonna lead the Cleveland Browns. To oh, I was just Bowl gonna say that the was to the Super Bowl.
0: I think it's a possibility. <laughs> I think the Browns are frisky. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's unreasonable. Wow, defense is if,
1: if the Browns and the Ravens. Kevin Stefanski's corpse to the Super Bowl.
2: If the Browns and the Ravens ended up in a. Uh, in like an AFC championship situation, uh, that would be, I might have to go to that one. I might have to really uh, put in a credential just to to sort of, it would be an awesome uh, game. Who are you with? I'm with
1: the ball knowers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All knowers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I think the path for the, for, for the Niners is a bit clearer in the NFC. I I just don't see, especially with the Eagles really falling off. And I don't know if the lions, they just don't seem ready yet. I I, do Physically, I just don't see
2: any of those teams being able to go into San Francisco and you know win a game. Uh, I just it would really surprise me. It would have to be like a disastrous game from from Brock and from Kyle. Some various McCaffrey would have to get hurt. Some things would I think have to go
3: sideways quickly. The Niners getting getting the extra week too is huge. The health the health issue just getting everybody healthy. I think that's so underrated in this part of the season when everyone else is just going grind, 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 and you're beat up. And then you have to travel across the country. You know, whoever the team is going to be, if it's not the Rams, it's gonna they're gonna have to come from the East Coast. So Niners match up against everybody, but it's in the NFC especially. But um, getting Armstead back, big McCaffrey healthy, mm-hmm. Jawan Jennings back,
2: Yeah. Jaya Brown, Jaya uh, Brown, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. All right,
2: put your name on it. Who is your Super Bowl champion,
1: Kyle?
0: Niners, Niners, big. I, Do I it. mean, God, I can't give him that satisfaction. I, I'm going to go with the.
1: Doesn't know who else to pick.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know who else to pick. He's so uh, pained about thing about the Ravens, picking the Ravens at this moment. I know, like Bengals fan. And then it's like, well, what are you going to pick, the Browns or the yeah. freaking Chiefs? Yeah, I'm, Lam- I'll pick Lam- the Ravens.
1: the Super Bowl would be like really good content. And like Ravens, and close, then this is the yeah.
0: season of the Harbaugh brothers. I yeah, that story kind of writes itself. Uh, I think it'll be a cl- I think if the Niners and
2: Ravens match up be much closer. Uh I think it, it could be a coin flip but I'll I'll go with Ravens just to sort of uh split the difference here. So we, our lines are drawn in the sand. I think e- either way if the Niners and Ravens make it to Super Bowl I will win our season long uh pick 'em draft cuz I'd have both of those teams. I've, outsmarted- I've totally
1: collapsed. I'm very similar to like you know the Eagles and the in the uh Eagles and the Dolphins and the Jags. like my, my- my season's kind of gone the way of like the teams that I picked, like yeah. kind of second half. I think,
3: the, a little bit. One, I think the Bills could be a. I mean, they if they get sneaky. through this game, they sneak, yeah. they could sneak in. There they do them. have, oh. they're the two seed, you know?
2: That's no. they, could,
1: they could, they could really come together. Huh? Yeah. Look,
2: Allen's really hard to stop and Mahomes is really hard to stop. So, like, the Ravens could, if the Ravens get beat, I don't think that's like out of the realm of possibility. Like, they, they need to show that they're, playoff ready uh, but they're just like their defense is tough and they're going to batter you big time if, if alan wants to run around and throw wild throws like yes he could do that but you have to do that for a whole game and you have to get drilled over and over and is he he's certainly willing to do that but can you hold up under 60 minutes of that that's a i think an interesting question so i think chiefs might actually have a little bit better chance to potentially upset the ravens because maybe those Maybe Kelsey has, like, a generational playoffs run in him. Uh, as, I, as I said, I think this might be it for him. Go off and somebody with a, billion- a billionaire
0: spouse's life. And- please stab the Chiefs through the heart. Please.
1: Yeah, yeah, also, like, the Jackson Mahomes getting a, you know, they dropped the case against him. It's disgusting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I have to talk about DA, See see what, what's going I, well, on. I think there. There you, well, I think Pat paid politics
1: the, involved. Oh, paid the lady off, paid the yeah. accuser off. Well, that oh, shouldn't, I mean, like we the shouldn't,
2: the DA shouldn't, like, you know,
3: care about that. She's still,
2: if she's not going
1: to testify, pressed then pressed forward <laughs> in the
3: name of justice. She
1: called it the best it way for the ball,
3: no pod to end is right there. <laughs> so true. <Yeah. laughs>
2: uh, all right. Well, thank you all for, we'll, we'll have to maybe reconvene around the draft uh, to sort of, uh, you know, or, or some point down the road to kind of see whether these takes were,
3: were good or not. Uh I think but, we should know. reconvene after the season ends just to have
2: I
0: think a more post thorium. Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. I think post Super Bowl. Um, I love that.
1: Post Super Bowl pre pre all the draft stuff really kicking yeah. off. I think that's that's yeah. when we can yeah. really talk talk free agency. We can really talk ball instead of I'm tired of talking about the games. I want to talk about the games within the games.
0: The games <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Amen. Well KVV, thank that. you
0: for uh thank you for serving as host. Mr. Poosh, yeah. thank you as always for joining. Next week, uh, it's going to be a chop session. TC and I, I believe, the week after that is either a perfect club or an owners pod. Maybe. Oh, believe me, we have both in the works. TBD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then first week of February, the Booth Boys will be back, and we'll 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 come back after the Super Bowl with a post mortem. So appreciate you guys. Thank you everybody for listening. Enjoy the playoffs. And good luck to everybody except for the Chiefs. Thank you, Baldur's. Kyle. is the spot for that
3: draw.
0: Hey. 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 I told them, straight drop this and zip lock that. Hey. Right on my
3: waistline is why I kept that strap. Yeah, I remember yeah. nights. I didn't remember nights, I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right, Right. now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, Hey, Hey. now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite (laughs) trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke, (laughs) who me, I'm